talking about the We're back at Evil Examine, baby. Yeah, boy. Uh, and it's the unholy trinity. Yeah. <laughs> the trinity is back once again. We're trying to do the right thing because uh, as we explained our last episode, which we hope you enjoyed the cannibalism, uh, it is our one year anniversary as of February 2nd. Yeah, It's crazy. Yo. We're getting old, dude. Right? <laughs> Over 90 hours of content, dude. Yo. And then, uh, I mean, I think close to 10,000 listens. We're getting close to it. We're almost there. Um, But I think, like, you know, uh, the abundance of those listens was probably in the second half. You know, well, that's when we really seemed to pick up steam. When we changed the format up, went full throttle. Yeah. You know. Like those first season episodes are kind of long winded, but they're, they're still awesome. That was just foreplay. And there are a lot of. Now we getting it in. That was the tantric style. <laughs> uh, but People a lot aren't of, fans of that. Only like Sting. Right? Yeah. Sting's, yeah. He's, he's got the Stinger. We lost know? Sting. Uh, but yeah, so w- we're doing this episode in honor of a year in review. You know, um, since we've been doing it for a year, we're about. A see almost wrapping up our second season, yeah, but, pretty close. But basically, everything you've heard from us is going to be uh, available for us to pick on the, our top ten list. We're going to do just top tens, and you're going to get to hear a lot of different short clips from throughout the year. This is going to be the ultimate episode for someone who's never heard the show before. Yeah, you can definitely get up to speed, yeah. kind of get a, a good feel of what we're all about. You know, yeah. Turn it right off right after you hear this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, and so also we did, uh, we're setting up a birthday bash, you know, as we talked about, we said we might have some uh, more specifics and we do. JP did a great job putting up a promotional video on the Facebook page. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Check us out. Evil Examined on the Facebook or um, Evil Examined on Instagram too. Mm-hmm. You can see that stuff. Uh, we're on Twitter too. It's kind of all piped in together, so yeah, check all that out. But the birthday bash for those who can join us, um, all the uh, to my knowledge, all of our guests on the show are gonna be there. It seems like, uh, even Austin, the starving artist, is coming down from New Hampshire. 
I didn't even know that. Yeah. So Yo. He said he's coming down. He's bringing his girl, and uh, I think it's going to be real good. So. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, mostly all the guests are coming back. So you got to meet everyone. Yeah, and all the Almost listeners not. are welcome to come. The party's going to be at the Guild in Pawtucket. Uh, I know we have a lot of international listeners, though, too, and then places outside. Mm-hmm. So buy your flights uh, now. Yeah. Book I mean, in, in if you guys can't make it, uh, we'll, we'll probably be posting some short videos just to, so you guys can see what's going on, you know. Yeah, because we got some events we're going to do. We're going to, like, spin the wheel of doom, give away some prizes. Uh, yeah, some other activities. All that know. good stuff. And it's that's going to be a celebration. Yeah, and that's going to be at the Guild in Pawtucket on February 29th from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. And there's going to be food and drinks and stuff. And if you don't drink alcohol, there's just going to be like regular drinks too, if anybody wants. If everyone's like a. 461 Main Street for you local guys. And we're in the midst of a contributor poll, a very controversial and uh, neck and neck contributor poll. Have you seen this, Katie? This. No, I don't contest. know who's in the lead. I know about the contest and the video for it's awesome. I haven't cast my vote yet. I'm hoping to be a tiebreaker. Well, but it's been bef- neck to neck. It's been so yeah. fun watching be- it. Before he goes down the list, we'll just say that um, this is we're going to be presenting a trophy to whomever the fans vote on for the top contributor. So that's anybody. That's favorite. Yeah. yeah, anybody on the show that's not the three of us. This is like a give back. For, oh, I don't from get to vote. To no, we, no, we can vote. We can oh, vote. Okay. We just can't be voted on. We're not going to be part of it, though. Yeah. No trophies for us. Damn. And there's also going to be one other trophy that's given out uh, for the contributor that was on the episode that garnered the most listens and that we felt they had the most impact on the most listens. So mm-hmm. so there'll be two, and then there'll be some prizes and shit, too. So it's it's uh, a lot a lot weighing on this uh, poll that you can go to. Check out Evil Examine on Facebook. Where are we at, Gene? With the poll. Okay, so right now it's been pretty neck to neck, honestly. Um, people have been going up, rising, and then you know falling from their heights. Uh, so far, Big Daddy Bass is in the lead. No way, he took the lead recently. He took the lead uh, with twenty three votes, and then right under him we got Steady Eddie. Steady along. Take- Taking a steady, he has twenty-two votes. Oh, one! So base is just winning by one, one vote. Uh, surprisingly, Silent Sarita she had zero for a good while, and then she sprung to life with twelve votes. Mm. She said that actually that she thought that the shitty picture we put up of her had something to do with the lowness of the votes. <laughs> and I said, look, listen, we really thought a lot about putting that picture up, right? Which one we were going to put. And then I was like, in retrospect, we should have put the chicken bone feast. Definitely, I think that would have been that more popular. Probably, yeah. yeah, that would have probably helped. Chicken I mean, we kept sandwich. we kept the general theme though. Everyone has a shitty picture that has been to our our podcast through no fault of ours. I mean, yeah. it's their images. Yeah, we can't fix certain things. We can't fix everything. <laughs> I mean, we don't get all day to get in the fucking Photoshop. You know, <laughs> you can't Photoshop a Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right under. Do you want me to go through the entire list? I can just, do that. Just whoever has votes right now. Okay, so right under Sarita is Day Day with 11 votes. So he's oh, one shit. shy of her. Um, and then son choose between them. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, below Day Day is the crew of Death Drop Gorgeous. And they have uh, 10 votes. So they're right under him. Um, then we have Austin, the starving artist. 
with three votes, and Mike, only known as Mike, from <laughs> Real Judgment with two votes. And uh, actually, look who's here. John the, the Skeptic with two votes himself. Ah. <laughs> he voted on himself for one. I love it because he knows he has no friends, dude. Yeah, he They're has... all very skeptical of his performance on the show. This is cutthroat, and... so you got to do what you got to do for that prize. I voted for John. I yeah. thought he did a great job this year, honestly. I honestly thought John killed it. Yeah. I, I think he's in more episodes than... Than me. <laughs> We're going to have to verify that. But well, I also, think he provided a lot of content, too. Yeah, uh, he's done He's done odd news stories and segments, and you know we learned a lot from John. Yeah. So yeah. Go, be sure, go to Facebook... Evil Examine, check out the poll, please. It's a fun thing we're doing. It's cool for the people who come on the show, too. I think they're enjoying it. Uh, they're sharing it, so check it out. And then um, I'll also be releasing Pizza Face, uh, my fifth yes. book. It's like five tales of human mutation. So It's awesome. Yeah, I think you. I think it's definitely my best book yet. There's also um, uh, nine Nine pieces, eleven pieces of artwork in the book, Inside, actually, yeah. including one that Katie did. That's really awesome. Table of contents. It looks like an old yearbook. Um, it's it's pretty dope. If you if you're the type that judges a book by its cover, <laughs> you're in for a treat, anyways, <laughs> because the fucking cover is amazing looking too. Um, yes. Yeah. So we'll have. Uh, I'm gonna have some copies for people to take a look at. Um, and you might even be able to win one by spinning the wheel if you come down. Yeah. So we'll have that, and then it'll be released. Uh, it'll be available for pre-order until that day on Kindle. Uh, so if you want to check it out, you can just type in. It's gonna that'll be up pretty soon. I'm thinking. Does uh, Unlimited do the free thing still? I don't know if I'm gonna do Kindle Unlimited with this one. Oh, you have it. Okay. Yeah, I might just do just ebook and uh, paperback. I might go old school with it. Yep. So you guys can pick it up any way you want it. Yep. Yep. So. And then, so be sure, be sure to join us at the birthday bash if you can. And then one other note, upcoming event, uh, Terracon is going to be June 13th and 14th. We had a great time doing the Scaracon in Connecticut. The Terracon will actually be at the Rhode Island Convention Center. So uh, more of our local listeners, feel free us. to stop by. You'll get, you, you can get on the podcast. You can spin the wheel. You can win stuff. Just hang out with us, too. Yeah, we just chill. It's pretty fun. I think the Death Drop Gorgeous guys might be getting a table for their movie, too, over there. So mm. uh, they might be there as well. Uh, but that's June 13th and 14th, Rhode Island Convention Center, Terracon. Check our website for updates. Uh, there's also links if you want to buy tickets. Yep. And lastly, I uh, want to give a shout-out to Ace Howell. He's doing the Lethal Procedures movie. He's actually somebody, speaking of Terracon... He's somebody that we met at the Scaricon, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. he was a really nice guy. He came on. If you listen to Spin the Wheel of Doom episode two, you can hear uh, him talk about the movie a little bit. But fuck it. You don't need to listen to it. You could just go and watch it. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, this is a 100% independent movie, so they worked really hard uh, to get it on there and fucking do, do all the right things and... It's getting some great feedback so far, so uh, make sure you check it out. The Lethal, uh, Lethal Procedures movie, dude. Yeah. Can't wait to watch it myself. Well, I'm going to check it out, and I think me and Mike uh, might do something for it on Real Judgments as far as like a review. Sweet. 
But yeah, a little bit long-winded on the housekeeping today. There's a lot of shit going on, dude. Yeah, we got it's a really, lot. It's going to be a fun, a fun couple of months. But now we're really going to get into it, right? The meat and potatoes. Uh, so we're just going to go from 10 to 1, and you're going to... You know, we're going to count down just 10 moments that each of us loved this year. Yep, and you'll hear a little bit of audio. Just a, you know, this is going to be like a mashup of all the illest shit, right? Mm-hmm. The illest thing ever. The illest. All right. Katie, why don't you start it off? So since it's almost Valentine's Day, I'm starting with a very romantic item. Um, on the 24 Years episode, John the Skeptic was discussing what's called a cloacal kiss. Oh. Do you guys remember this? When it's like birds don't really have like dicks or vajays. They just have one hole that they use for everything. And he explained this to us and they just rub them together. <laughs> and magic happens. Oh, I couldn't forget this because I don't think I'd heard of a cloaca before John the Skeptic. There's a lot of things I hadn't heard of before John. Right. That explains mm-hmm. a lot because, you know, I have a parrot and it's missing his feathers. <laughs> so, so I'd like check to see what sex it is and I still can't tell. It has two lumps on the bottom, and I think it's balls, but it could be a tumor. I don't know. <laughs> well, it would be two tumors, wouldn't it? Yeah, two tumors. That's up. Double up on that tumor. Yeah. But le- so if you thought Cloaca was like a pretty name to name your child, after listening to this clip, you'll know what it really means. Anyway, so uh, the sea slug has a detachable penis. Chickens, apparently, have no penises. <gasps> And most birds don't. Some birds like... Uh, Why do they call them cocks then? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Uh, don't got an answer for that I don't, one. Huh? I, don't, I don't know the, the uh, etymology of, of that. <laughs> However, so chickens don't have penises. They have, birds have what are called cloacas, which is oh, like this, this, this hole. You heard of cloacas? So they just have this hole... Where everything comes out. It's where the egg, it's where the... the now, did you, know, you tell me a platypus has that too? Yes. So very, very... I feel uh, like when we were bowling, we were talking about that for some reason. Well, very rudimentary... Platypus. Very rudimentary animals, uh, evolutionarily speaking, are called monotremes. And monotreme means one hole. <laughs> so they I, have... I need, a, I need a fucking dictionary to talk to you, huh? <laughs> one so hole they, to dic- rule them all. Dictionary? Yeah. So they have, <laughs> just like birds, they have a cloaca. So it's just this one hole, and they lay eggs too. So oh, that's cool. But they have penises, like uh, good, yeah. But but chickens don't, and so they do this thing where they just like rub their cloacas together, and it's called a cloacal kiss. Scissoring is that what you're talking about? <laughs> it is pretty much. It's kind of like scissoring, but you know, it's a male and a female. A cloacal kiss. A cloacal kiss. Nice. Yeah. Like that. So that could be your band name. That's a, that's a good band. Oh, yeah, the Cloacal Kiss. Cloacal Kiss. The Cloacals. Yeah, yeah, Kiss cover band. All righty. And uh, my pick is The Doll Maker. And that one's part of the Children Who Remember Their Past Life episode. Um, this one was particularly uh, sick and twisted. Um, not that it's different than what we normally do, but... <laughs> Uh, the guy, he uh, he goes around graveyards and collects uh, bodies and mummifies them and creates beautiful little dolls. This is actually one that we put an article up on, too, on the website. I believe you put an article up. Yes, there's an article up. Um, you can get the full details there, too. 
Yeah, and if you want to see some of the pictures of the creepy dolls on www.evilexamined.com, I think it's into the Odd Nudes Archive. It's also a very yeah. romantic choice. <laughs> right, right. We're really coming up here uh, strong on the love. And um, do you yeah, do you want to take a, you want to do a little sample from uh, from that too? Yeah, we're gonna sample it right now. He says uh, when he was thirteen, he was approached by a group of men in black suits who stopped him on the way from school, and. Uh, I guess they were on route to a funeral of an 11-year-old Natasha Petrova. And uh, I guess they dragged the young Anatoly along to her coffin where they forced him to kiss the girl's corpse. So I'm I'm just trying to digest this, though. They just run up to him and grab him him. and bring him to a funeral and force him to kiss a body? That's amazing. Yeah. And he was that his first kiss? <laughs> Could be, possibly. If it was like Snow White, that definitely explains a lot. Anatoly, he said uh, he kissed her once, and then again, and then again. And the girl's grieving mother then put a wedding ring on his finger and a wedding ring on her dead daughter's finger. It's a little strange. Well, she's a fucking whack job. Who was she? Just <laughs> waiting for the first guy that like, got like Snow White or something? Ring right? on him? Sleeping Beauty, maybe Sleeping Beauty situation. Hmm. Um. But yeah, he says, my strange marriage with Natasha was useful. <laughs> uh, he said in his, his article. Um, he said it led him to believe in magic and ultimately a fascination with the dead. So whether uh, the story is true, it's besides the point now because his disturbing thoughts were going unchecked for around 30 years. So hmm. that moment shaped his future. So some of the... Um Minority dolls are now adults. So is that okay now? <laughs> like, yeah, the, if it's a is child, that, is body. that past the statute of limitation? All right, fucking dolls. That's uh, something else. Yo, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, for my number ten, I'm going with uh, when we did the death drop gorgeous episode with uh, those fellas. Um, there was a part where. They said they started talking about a pup in the movie that one of them played a pup, and we're like, "What do you mean? Like, what do you mean a pup?" And like, we didn't. We're like, "What's a pup?" Kind of. You, I think you asked the question actually. Yeah, I was very confused. Um, what did they? What did they explain to us? I mean, do you recall? Uh, I remember it, it was all a blur. Uh, it's a pup is like uh, you know how there's, uh, I think twinks is it and bears. <laughs> pup is just one of those categories in the animal kingdom. Uh, I don't know. I, I, they, they they like being a dog. They just he he uh, walks around on all fours, drinks from his bowl with a mask on. Yeah, it's like a submissive role kind yeah. of. I think. Yeah, they like being treated like a dog. I didn't know that was a thing, really. Dogs yeah. are cool though. Like I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Less so responsibility I mean, too. Yeah. Dogs got everything they want, right? I think so. Unless they're in China. <laughs> Yeah, except one dog too that we're gonna get into later, I think. But <laughs> but yeah, that was mine. So let's let's give a little. I mean, since we're not really f- remembering all of the explanation, let's hear it right from the horse's mouth, dog's mouth. Uh, I'm Ryan Miller. I've been primarily working on uh, sound and visual editing. Um, also acted, had a, a short role um, in the film, or not necessarily short, but. 
uh, relatively minor. I was the uh, pup. Uh, it was sort of the the submiss- submissive pup that Tony, the club owner, owned, who was played by Brandon. I also, Ryan, you didn't say your name correctly. I said Ryan Miller. What is You're it? Dr. Ryan Miller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you really a doctor, dude? Boring. He has a PhD. <laughs> he has a PhD. <laughs> I have a... I'm not even joking. I think I have that shirt. That Do you? Wearing. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. It's a good shirt. I've seen it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with him being a doctor. <laughs> can, can I'm I just ask? trying to dig up myself. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask, what, what's a pup? <laughs> oh, my God. That just, stood, that just stood out to me. So, I mean, do you want to field this, or should so, I try? There's, or There's like a subculture of uh, men and women, it's predominantly gay men, um, that are essentially dogs and are handled like dogs, boarded like dogs. Um, some do it for sexual reasons, some do it for non-sexual reasons. There's actually a little documentary on it on YouTube that kind of goes over it. But if you go to any like gay bar, you're, you're often to see like a pup in the audience. They'll wear like a leather pup mask. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort it's of a, a yeah, it's a role play type thing yeah, where you know right. you might have a, a dominant partner and a submissive partner, um, and it's just a, a type of role that some people. Take on. So. Have you, okay, are cool. you guys familiar with the Bronies? Oh, oh, yes. oh I watched that documentary. <laughs> How fun too. is that, dude? <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony Bros. This Did is. Did you watch that documentary? I watched like that a was... bunch of stuff. I don't know if it might have been the same one, yeah. but it's just amazing. It was... <laughs> if you guys check out the Bronies and then Pups, maybe a new thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not aware, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check it out, you know, <laughs> and try it out. Man, I wish I had my own pup. I wasn't there for that one. Don't you have a little pup? You have a puppy. Not this, that, you, that kind of pup. <laughs> I can be puppy for you. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, you, you did bring home that collar today. <laughs> you could be puppy chulo. Shout out to my dead dog, Buddy. Uh, he was the first dog that I was ever uh, ever had with my, my parents. And uh, I was with my mom. We were cleaning out some stuff today, and we found his dog, his old dog collar. So it was pretty cool. Yo. So now I will have my own pup. Buddy's favorite food. Uh, do you want to know what it was? Cardboard. Uh, plastic. Oh. Plastic. He liked plastic a lot. Is that what happened to him? <laughs> Seems like it would cause uh, it's, some it's, blockage. It's kind of a tough spot. I don't want to talk about it. I understand. <laughs> Henry, the hamster. Recycling. Uh, so my number nine was in 2019, year of the UFO, when Mike also an animal lover, started talking about his own personal experience with abduction, and then he showed us his marks. My mom used to joke about me getting abducted. Like, legit. Swear to God. Joke um, about it? Or like... Yeah, like, like say shit, because I'm, like, freakishly afraid of the dark. Like, freakishly. It's bad. And when I was two, like, I was the happiest baby ever. And then right at two, literally, like, right at two, all of a sudden I was a fucking terror. Like, I, I wouldn't sleep. I was always crying, like, always bugging out. And I have a mark on my leg that's triangular-shaped that it looks like a bullet wound almost, and I've never been shot or anything in my life. And you don't remember cutting it or anything? Never. Never been cut. It's, like, towards the femoral <clears throat> bone from the inside of my thigh. So she's saying, like, you got an implant. Potentially. Do you remember anything, though? No, but I used to have the nightmares about people around my bed and shit. No way, I swear dude. to God, yeah. Maybe you they're should gonna... go do a regression hypnosis thing and see if you were. Yo, I'm afraid I'm gonna find out some bad things from my family. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're in a cult, maybe. 
You guys ever? Hey, do you mind if we cut your leg open live on the website? No, no, no. Let's do that. See what's in there. Multiple cameras. I want multi-angle. Yeah, good old Mike. Um, he's got a lot of issues there, you know? Oh, I, uh, I learned something that's new. That's why we love him, though, you know? Yeah, because he's adopted. I mean, adopted. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He doesn't know. <laughs> Me and him have a, uh, what is it? A third nipple. I didn't know that. That's right. I thought it was the only one. You can see the evidence on Instagram. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> and Or on www.evilexamined.com. Mike talks about it. He looks terrified when he's speaking about it. We're like a fucking circus, dude. We're just <laughs> exploiting a bunch of freaks. Oh, uh, man. So uh, my pick was the El Paso asshole and the Dayton dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> the best names. You come up with the best names. You think so? Episodes. I try. This was a great one. Yeah. yeah. Let's go into it. He's a far more interesting character. He fucking character. looked like a dickhead, too, right? Yeah, he looked like a fucking soy boy. He looked like he fucking smells, huh? Like Definitely. that kid that smells on the school he bus. He looks like some of the people I used to fight on in Yu-Gi-Oh! battles. Like, in <laughs> the fucking mall and shit. In the back of a fucking dead, dead mall, right? <laughs> the fucking stenches of B.O. intertwining with each other. Dude, you been there? <laughs> We've all been there. Okay. So in this one, um, far less people died. This one, um, nine people were killed in the shooting in Oregon, uh, Dayton, Ohio. The Oregon district of Dayton, Ohio. The suspect, 24-year-old Connor Betts. Betts? Yeah, I think it's Betts. Betts, yeah. In that shooting, he was killed during the aftermath uh, after a confrontation with police. It, and watching the video wasn't really much of a confrontation. He just ran and got shot like a little bitch. Yeah, they neutralized him pretty well yeah. and quickly. I give big props. I, I give props to police. You know, we, we were watching the video and it's a thirty seconds they took his ass out in. I love how they call it a confrontation. A confrontation could be a fucking argument. It's a shootout. It's a yeah. fucking shootout, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> confrontation. <laughs> My gun is arguing with your gun. <laughs> I don't like confrontation. But when, when they clipped him, though, he was running into a liquor store, right? Or a bar. It was a bar, yeah. And Nightclub bar. Yeah, thing. and there was a ton of people that had sought refuge in there moments earlier. So he would have probably killed a, a lot bunch. more fucking people if that cop you, didn't get they him. They were all like packed in there like sardines. Because um, he started Screaming. a shootout at, at, in like an alleyway, it kind of looked like, right? And then he went into the street and killed... He killed one person like in the alleyway. Then was that where he killed more. his sister? Where did he kill his I sister? I don't know where he killed his sister. Yeah, but so yeah. So did he know his sister was there? That's what I don't really understand. Yes, he knew his sister and his best friend were there. He was trying to kill both of them. Okay. Well, he killed his sister. So the best friend got away. I think he did. I think or best injured. friend is a poor term to describe him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say his so. associate or target. I liked I liked when we were talking about the uh, part with uh, his metal band, right? What, oh, what yeah. the fuck with the kind of music? I don't remember if we had the video up um, on one of our social media, but yeah, he was trying to act cool, and he had a, he tried to implement a chair into his stage act, and he fucking he put his foot through the chair and like fell over and shit. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yo. Oh man, that guy. 
something. He was else. a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did, they both got fucking one of them got killed and the other didn't. Right? Wasn't yeah. it? Was one that got killed, the other didn't. There's still time. Yeah. <laughs> we can. I mean, we all died at some point, but some deserve it sooner. Yo. Well, for my number nine, I'm gonna go with from our 44 Days episode. Uh, Austin's performance, Austin the Starving Artist, when he did his performance at the Boogeyman. I think that's the only, you know, we only had a couple times when we had like live performances. And I think that's fun. Literally to do a that couple. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, he, he did such a, a, he did an amazing job with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of heart and soul in the uh, performance. Uh, let's give it a listen. <laughs> Yeah. 
Friggin' awesome, awesome it was Austin. So ill. I was just vibing. Yeah. No, reliving it. But uh, I think it's gonna be cool. He'll be at the birthday bash at the end of the month, and I hope we can get him on the show again sometime. Yeah, soon. maybe he has. Some you more think songs. he'll play at the birthday bash? Yo, I don't know. Although he, do oh, music I, there. I do want to plug. Eventually, he. I think they released an EP. Oh, yeah. So when he comes down, we'll get the details on it. So if you guys want to hear it, um, mm-hmm. I believe it's on Spotify. Yeah. So my number eight was just our doomsday cults episode. I just, you know, I've always wanted to be a cult leader a little (laughs) bit. And I feel like that's concerning. I feel like some of these set some great examples to follow, you know. All right. Well, let's see what they got for us. That's what I see. Okay. So those are Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles, a.k.a. Bo and Peep, a.k.a. Doe and T, and they are the leaders of the Heaven's Gate cult. And the Heaven's Gate cult, just like as a base summary, what they believed was that they could board a spaceship traveling the, or trailing behind the Hale-Bopp comet by killing themselves, and that both of those, both of them are, those leaders are related to Christ. They believed that Doomsday was going to happen March 26th, 1997. Their membership at the height of everything was 41. Can I interject here for a second? Because the I remember uh, there was there's a famous radio show. I think it's on Sirius now, but it's uh, Coast to Coast AM. So anybody who listens to this show is probably familiar with uh, George Norrie or the host. I think at the time when this was happening was Art Bell. And he was one of the people that was reporting that there was a picture of a spaceship that was seen traveling behind the comet, right? That was headed towards Earth. And so, like, that's what you had alluded to earlier. And uh, I just remember listening to that show a lot when I was younger. And I used to work nights and I would come home and, like, uh, you know, it'd be, I'd just stay up super late because I didn't have to get up till. Like, I don't know, going to work to like one or something. So I would listen to it all night. And uh, yeah, I think that that show and what ended up being a forged picture was the reason for a lot of their beliefs. Mm. It's just creepy. But So they were the real cult leaders, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think they were doing that intentionally. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just, you know, that's the type of shit you talk about in those weird kind of late night paranormal shows. (laughs) I love those. So just before the suicide, this group's mass suicide, they updated their website with the message, Hale-Bopp brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Our 22 years of classroom here on the planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion. So they said they were graduating from this human evolutionary level and they're happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. So their website is still up right now. It still gets up. They'll respond to people. It hasn't been updated since the day of the mass suicide. But there's a contact link, and you can email them, and they'll respond to you. So 
we did that and they responded to us instantly, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So <laughs> immediate, like they just fucking sitting there all day waiting for to get an email. Wait, <laughs> it's, it's a, we're not talking bots here, right? We're talking actual people responding. Yeah, I yeah. sent multiple emails to them. So when I think of some good questions, maybe yeah, I'll John, ask them. we're not idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to them? Like, where do I sign up? Like, well, I she that's what she said at first. So she looked at me. She's like, "What should we say to him?" And so. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, just ask them um, if there's anywhere where we could, like, you know, learn about their work or if maybe there's some literature that they have for sale. You know, try and be super respectful, which we wanted to be respectful anyway, because we're curious about the topic. And at some point, we're hoping to do, like, an episode on this, especially if we get their, if they do send us the book for the $30 that they're charging <laughs> in cash. Cash. cash to if, a P.O. box. You have to mail it. <laughs> So we'll see if they send it to us. If they do, we'll tell you what really get inside the psyche of this cult. And we had mentioned this earlier. Do you think sending them more money would insult them? <laughs> like, is this like, you know how people are gullible for like Nigerian prince emails? Like, is this like their version for freaks like us? Like, is that what so. this is? Is this a scam? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'll get there someday. What do you think, how do you think your cult will be structured? Like, you know how they always have, like, you know, weird... Well, I will obviously be carried around everywhere on a chair. Like, people have to pick me up and carry me. I will not, my feet will never touch the ground. You'd be like King dirty. Corbin, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I'll have a bunch of people that want to do my bidding, and I'll just bestow them with, like, constant knowledge and that's what they'll just be craving it so much that you know they'll do whatever i ask so scientology that's fair. basically yeah. <laughs> yeah that's freaking ill so number eight dude what do you my got? number eight i got the taco miracle <laughs> yo you guys you remember that one yeah that was a nice one yeah he forgot to flush it i did <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> but are you guys ready for some fast food Check it out. Let's move on. Usually fast food companies are more associated with taking life rather than saving it. <laughs> but uh, do we have a scoop for you this week? So there's nothing particularly evil about this story. I know, I know this is evil examined, right? And we usually talk about fucked up shit. But the following events could be viewed as miraculous, Okay. And we kind of dabble in the miraculous on this show. Mm-hmm. Plus, this story's just fucking cool, and it happened to be about Taco Bell. So, uh, you know, I like it, and I support Taco Bell. Hashtag best Mexican food in America. Right. Damn. <laughs> so March 4th, 2019, freezing as fuck in Wake Butt. Yes, Wake Butt, <laughs> Oregon. That's a real town. Wake Butt. <laughs> Jeremy Taylor was trapped in his car with his dog, Allie. That's your sister's name. Uh, also, March 4th is her birthday. Oh, Allison, shit. this Taco Bell story is on your birthday. So that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so, all right. They're in the snow on Forest Service Road. I'm sure you guys know right where that is. Uh, and five days before, uh, they were there five days stuck in the snow until some dude on a snowmobile found them. How could they survive for five days in the car? Him and the dog both, you ask? Eating his dog? Drinking his own pee? 
No, dude. They were eating Taco Bell hot sauce packets in there. For, for five days? For five days. That's how many he had? They survived off Taco Bell hot sauce packets that were in his car. So he got stuck on... Oh, go ahead. How often do you guys clean your car? Like, do you have stuff in it that you think you could survive on right now? Uh, I can barely fit my child in my car. Dude that sounds like maybe DCYF situation. <laughs> yeah. This dude had to be like, was he fat? He was fat, wasn't he, this guy? No, he wasn't too fat. Are you sure? But his dog was a husky. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I don't know what the I'm dog is. That's cute, though. It's cute. <laughs> what were you thinking, John? No, I mean, Taco Bell eater, sloppy car. Sounds like a fat guy to me. Those, what are you trying to say what, about me? What is oh, man. <laughs> Those Forest Service roads, though, like in Oregon, there's a lot of different Forest Service roads, and they're all kind of like the where if you're going to go hiking, that's when you would be on them. So I feel like I picture a fit hipster that likes yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. They didn't really show a picture of his like waist or anything. I can search for like. Yeah, we need to know some this. other photos of him though. Yeah. But Isn't it ironic that it's Taco Bell and he, he lives that wake butt because <laughs> after eating Taco Bell? Well, you know I'm going to get say. into that too, but so... Be more like wet butt though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he got stuck on the road, had to sleep with the dog in the car, and when they, and when they you know, they woke up, they saw even more snow at this point. So they were like, fuck, now we... Like, he thought it would just pass over that day, I guess. Apparently, he doesn't have a weather app on his phone. The dog said that too? <laughs> I don't know what the dog said. Oh, I'm not sure if it speaks English, but... <laughs> Did the dog eat the, the packets, too? That yeah. dog must have the shits. Well, okay, so <laughs> let me get to that. In case you're curious, he was eating the fire sauce. That's what he had in his, uh, in his packets. So it was the fire sauce. There, were no pro- there was no probing on the type of shits that he was taking during this period. So we need a real member of the media to really get the scoop on this poop, No. Yeah, because that seems like it's an important part of the, uh, the poop scoop, the it's story. Investigation. He probably didn't poop at all. Pro- I would five days five just days. eating sauce. Probably not. Did he like mix it up and like make you like snowballs? Five days shit? What's that? Did he like mix it up and like had snowballs with like sauce snow on cones. it? Snow shit. cones. Snow cones. Yeah, without the cones. Without the cones. He just seemed to say he ate the sauce packets, like the sauce straight out the packet. I mean, he probably ate snow for yeah. The, I would water. I would, yeah. I would, he was there Come for on. five days. Right. He could have eaten poured the sauce over the snow. the snow and eat it and shit. You, know? you guys, that's all fucking speculation, though, okay? <laughs> we deliver the facts on this that's, show. That sounds good, actually. I'm going to try it. Yeah. But whatever, regardless, the, the fucking media needs to hop on this thing. Forget about Trump or whatever fucking bullshit you're covering. This is a real story here. And we don't know what kind of shit him and the dog had. All right, I'm getting scary, fired, I'm scary getting fired Aaron up. again. Fire I'm sorry, I'm getting up. fired up. All right, so this got Taco Bell a shitload of good press. So they decided to give old Jeremy free Taco Bell for a year. Just, <laughs> just a year? Um, what do you life. want? He was sitting there eating fucking sauce. He was eating, he probably stole the sauce packets, <laughs> it sounds like. He obviously didn't need them for his meal. Do you think that fast food can save lives, really? Because, uh, you know, as we stated in the piece, it's um, usually known for taking them. But. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, man, he, he got, he got like, a what was it, a year's worth of 
Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. But the nu- what? the nutrients in that sauce saved him. Like That's he got they gave him stuff even though they already saved his life. Right. He's fucking double dipping, dude. <laughs> Without the nuggets, dude. That's All right. Amazing. Enough about this asshole. Um let's move on to my number eight, which is gonna be uh, a, ske- a little story that John the Skeptic had for us on the Lords of Chaos episode three, which um, I don't think any of us picked the Lords of Chaos piece at all, period. But that was an amazing piece. Yeah, in you itself. guys have to check it out when you have the Total time. Mayhem. Um, it's pretty awesome, especially if you've seen the Lords of Chaos movie. Check out our piece on it because you're going to get a lot of the behind the scenes details from the book, uh, which is super interesting. It's going to take you for a ride, guys. But I'm curveballing you motherfuckers because I'm really going with the 300-year-old witch from <laughs> the uh, early portion of this episode, a piece that John the Skeptic did for us. Let's, let's give a quick listen. The uh, last thing is that apparently the mayor of this town in Italy has decided to reopen a case against a witch from 300 years ago. To, to pardon the witch because he's saying that, you know, apparently she wasn't a witch and got a bad, a bad deal mm. back in the, uh, I don't know, the uh, 14th century or in whatever the Mesozoic era. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dinosaurs. <laughs> but apparently northern Italy is like the Salem of Europe. There's a ton of oh. witch trials there uh, where they would try people and tarot shops too? I don't know. Probably there probably are all this stuff that they have in Salem. They have there. I was in Salem the other day. Oh, were you? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool because, you know, normally when you go, it's around Halloween, mm-hmm. and it, this was not around Halloween, so it wasn't busy, which is cool. And um, we went into like this occult store, and got like a couple books. Um, one of them is about like cases. Uh, it's called like. Ouija gone wild and it's about cases where the Ouija board was tied to like murders or unexplained events anyway I'm in the store with Katie and they have two witches that sit at the front of the store and they just like read people's fucking futures and shit Um, so she's on her laptop and on the phone with one of her clients uh, and (laughs) she's like yeah she's a high tech witch and she's like She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't go see him. You know, like these people, and I'm thinking these people literally call these witches to like understand how they should unfold the events in their lives. Like Cleo, Miss Cleo kind of thing. Yeah. So there's literally witches that are puppeting uh, townsfolk in Salem to this day. That it's, With you a can cell very, phone and a laptop. That's crazy. Right. You can very much say the tables have been turned <laughs> because before. You know, us normal folk, we're just lynching them up, and burning them, throwing them in rivers. You know, well, this particular witch <coughs> was uh, decapitated. They paid some drift, oh. drifter uh, uh, like fifty bucks to take her to the town, middle of the town square, and, and decapitate her publicly. They like, do, even do, do it you themselves? think the mayor was just like, "Well, I don't want to kill her. Who are we going to get to kill her?" He's like, "There was that weird vagrant at the bar the other night." <laughs> The guy, that the came, guy that got real shit faced and urinated on on the burlesque right. ladies. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. No one right. wanted to do it, yeah. but they're like because they accused her of uh, taking an infant and throwing the infant into a, a vat of boiling cheese. <laughs> boiling cheese, yeah. 
That, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that's a good way to go, though. Yeah. If I was gonna go, fondue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. You think it's that bad? I mean, the baby's probably dead. That would be a, the baby is. That would be a horrific way to go. Yeah, boiling, boiling cheese. cheese. Boiling cheese. Yeah, that would be awful. Dude. But you're, you drown, love, you you're drowning cheese, in though. cheese. You wouldn't die right away. Oh, severe burns, drowning. No, I think cheese. I think actually that's combining multiple horrific deaths. Yeah, imagine drowning and, and burning, burning at yeah. the same time. Imagine the feeling you get when you eat pizza too soon and it burns the roof of your mouth, and that's your entire body. And it's a that's, that's what it would be like. Yeah, that's, that would be fun. And it's worth it though. Usually, oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could get a couple gulps of cheese in. <laughs> But then it'll be so thick. Oh. Does it just burnt, disintegrates your esophagus? Yeah. yeah. And inflames it. Your eyeballs will be full of cheese. So they accused her of that, throwing the infant into the cheese. Whose kid was it? I, who knows? So, the, oh, this is she just... Could, it could have been a rabbit. It's like, just so word say, around so, town. So, so word around town that was, she was a, uh, a witch. So maybe someone saw her throw a rabbit into her pot of stew. And they're like, oh, it was an infant. Or maybe she's just running the local abortion clinic back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you notice a uh, baby missing? Like, whose baby was that? Right. Begin with? Did they find a placenta with it? I don't know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, the sources are weak on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so babies being thrown into boiling cheese. It's and making me hungry. Beheaded Yo. by drifters. I mean, jalapeno papa. How do we come up with this shit? You know, if you just look at the variety of topics that we've gone through already on the show, it's unheard it's of. I don't insane. think anyone's doing it like we are. Yeah. You know, not to they our don't own. know how to do it wrong like us. You know? <laughs> We're doing all the wrong things the right way. Oh man! Fuck next em. up, speaking, continuing on with the crazy ass topics. Next up, my, one of my picks for. Um, Number seven was the Watcher episode. Oh. And this is one where JP took us on a deep dive. Um, this guy who was like watching a house and he kept, or well, we don't, do we know it was a guy? We don't uh, know. It was, it was never confirmed. It could have been a woman. It, it could have been, been a guy. could have been the neighbor. could have been anyone. If you like a good mystery, it sounds like you want to hear more about the Watcher. And all the notes. Uh, as soon after they moved in, they they started getting uh, letters from the Watcher, a shadowy figure who cryptically referred to secrets hidden inside the house that they moved Yo, into. So, just a few days after moving in on June 2nd, 2014, they received one, the first of many disturbing letters. And this letter read as this... Um, my grandfather washed this, this home in the 1920s, and my father washed, washed over it in the 1960s. Oh, shit. <laughs> now it's my time. I have, been put, <laughs> I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its sep, uh, second coming. Uh, do you need to fill the house with young blood, as I requested? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them out to me. Oh my God, that sounds such, like such a troll letter. Yeah. It's gotta be a troll. Right? <laughs> oh God. But That's trolls so don't creepy. write letters, dude. No. <laughs> trolls send emails, trolls post shit online. 
They don't fucking lick a stamp <laughs> and put it in the this post office box. What what state? It's a little incriminating, you know. Right. You... What state was this again? I'm sorry. This New was Jersey. Uh, New Jersey. Damn. Beautiful place. That makes sense. <laughs> um, Garden City. So it's creepy right off the bat because he's referring to the kids, young blood. I don't know why he, he used that uh, particular word. Yeah, no, it's, it's, such a, it's Jamaican. It's such a Jamaican term. Yeah, you're my you young think blood. he's Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> young blood. Yo, what up? So that young was blood. that was a, um, just a few day, few days of them moving in, and then. Um, so imagine though, right, moving into the house, and then you get that. That's the first thing. You're probably kind of like, oh, this is... This yeah, is... this is probably for the old owner or whatever. Yeah. You know, right, right. Toss it aside. It's not for me. You're like, oh, a letter. Oh, this is so nice. Nobody sends letter anymore. You know, you're excited <laughs> to read it and shit. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, it escalated. Okay. So, on June 18, Sorry. Uh, they got another letter that uh, started off with, who has the bedrooms facing the street? <laughs> I'll know as soon as you move in um, And get situated It would help me to know who is in which bedroom So I could plan better (laughs) Sounds helpful That's it? After that That was it That's it That's it it. I would call the cops Why did he even open that second letter? (laughs) Nah (laughs) And then on uh, A month later On July 18th uh, they got another letter that said, have they found what was in the walls yet? In time, they will. I'm pleased to know your names now and the, name, the names of the young ones uh, that you have brought me. Will the young bloods play in the bedroom, in the basement? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and they haven't replied to any of these letters yet. There's, <laughs> there's no, like, return address. <laughs> There'll be a very sh- short mystery. So some really creepy notes in that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, I'd be flattered if someone that w- was that interested in me. Right? What do you <laughs> do? You think they had good handwriting? Because I feel like that would have a big impact I on feel, whether I believed the note or thought it was bullshit. I feel the by the way he was speaking or or, or like writing in those notes, I feel like he wrote in uh, cursive. Do you think that there were eyes dotted with hearts? Quite possibly, yeah. There was a lot of passion in those notes. <laughs> And I think you did a good job finding the variety of notes because while that story can be found online, um, not all the different notes that you collected mm-hmm. can be found easily. Oh, yeah. I scoured the yeah. whole entire interweb. Yeah, because I've, I've read that story a couple times and you had like a bunch of new notes that I'd never heard on that one. Yeah. So if you guys haven't heard about it, you know, you fucks should probably check that one out. Check it out. Well, you know what you can check out? Some fucking weird toys. <laughs> Boing. For my number seven. Uh, man, we, we covered 13 weird toys in the number 13 episode. And man, were they fucking weird. They lived up to the title. Um, the, the greatest part about this was we, we positioned it in a way where everyone kind of had... We, we put up a picture of the toy, Right. Um, without the name or the packaging, and we just ask them, what do they think it is? Is it possible that it's real or fake? Or is it fabricated? And I mixed in some fake ones with real ones to kind of keep them on their toes, you know? And 
Yeah, uh, I, d- I didn't even know in, uh, in a lot of cases if they were real or not because, like, these are outrageous, but it's possible. Yeah, so after they make their pick, then we reveal the packaging, and and then we tell you if it's real or not. Uh, some very bizarre, some bizarre conversation in this one. So you guys could uh, give it a listen right now and uh, just think for yourself, was it real or fabricated? But let's uh, let's get started with the first weird-ass toy. Brian, <laughs> can you... Oh, oh. Can you tell us what you think this... Just just first describe it to the audience. Let the audience so, understand. So, this looks to me like it, a, a finger, maybe? Uh, it's very, uh, you know, it's got like skin, skin-like skin uh, texture. Um, it's in the shape of a penis, though. So, it can really go... It could go either way. It could be a finger or a penis toy. Um, just on looks alone. So, do you think that this is um, appropriate... At this point, I would not let my kid play with this. No, <laughs> not at all. All right. Well, thank you. That's a very good analysis. And, dude, you're kind of psychic because, bam, this was... Uh, <laughs> really? This toy was a prototype. <laughs> oh, my God. This was E.T.'s light-up finger. So <laughs> it glows in the dark. As you can see on the packaging, batteries are included. Um, How many inches is that? <laughs> Longer than necessary for a tyke, I imagine. But, <laughs> but what do you guys think? Um, let's open it up to Brian first and then cast our votes. Do we think that this E.T. finger that is prototyped exactly like a dildo exists? I hope so. I'm going to go with yes. I, I really hope this is real. Serena? Yeah, I think it is. I would let my child play with this. <laughs> DCYF? <laughs> Send us an email. Wait, does it go on the finger? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Let's read. There is instructions right there. Hold on. Let's see. Zoom in real quick. I'm in presentation. Oh mode. my god! It does. It goes yeah. over your index finger. There you go. It's real, for sure. Okay, Gene. You think this is real? The packaging is convincing. Yeah, I think, I think it's real. It's really good packaging. <laughs> it's real. Get it. Packaging. The consensus is that the ET dildo finger is real, <laughs> and. Oh man, I have to add all these things back to my Amazon cart. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys want to find out if it's real or fabricated, you can go to www.evilexamined.com. We did a whole slideshow, and you can look at all of these 13 weird-ass toys and yeah. make the decision for yourself. That saddle was cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Sarita riding her father around the living room. It's very I mean, disturbing. That's bonding. I never <laughs> had a dad. borderline bondage. <laughs> that's bondage. So... Uh, for my number seven, I'm going to go with um, an extra evil episode that we did. It was one of our bonuses when we were bridging into the second season called Eating Ass and Passing Gas. Nice. And in this episode, let's listen to uh, John the Skeptic. He has some dis- some deep discussion about uh, uh, the dog's boner, his dog Peanut. <laughs> And uh, the boners that he gets and how awkward it is around his daughter, who's super young, right? This is for science. This is for science. Let's listen for science. How would you guys explain I eat ass to a kid? Uh, I wouldn't. I don't think I would. <laughs> right? With your with your probation and everything, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> I, right? I don't even know how they let you live near the school <laughs> after all that stuff. 
John, I, yeah, I think this one's for you. <laughs> uh, assuming that she was old enough to read? Because you are, but you've had, you've probably done some explaining of some tough stuff already, right? Would you say? Yeah, nothing super tough. No. We've had to explain uh, our dog's erection. <laughs> Ooh, that must have been hard. <laughs> can, you, can you give us the, the down low on that? But I mean. <laughs> Peanut, you mean? Yeah, peanut. <laughs> peanut likes to peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> peanut likes to uh, fuck his bed, <laughs> like like, and especially when we're not around, that he he does it so much that he gets these massive like erections that last for like fifteen twenty minutes. Um, Jeez, mm, yeah. what a stud! <laughs> He's, like if he were a person, he would probably be a serial killer. I <laughs> think so. He's, wow. he's, he's weird. He's just like you know. With magic well, number one, he's he's castrated, which is fucked, right? You know, like we do this to dogs, <laughs> and we don't think about how horrible it is. But right. I mean, it's in their best interest. Yeah, if you do it in humanity, you end up in a cult like Heaven's Gate or yeah. something. You know. Anyway, <laughs> I think we made something up. Like he had, like it was like. Uh, Something stuck on his fur or some shit. And she was pretty young. She was like three. So she probably doesn't even remember. But <laughs> and she didn't get a good look at it. Like I was <laughs> we're very vigilant. So she just knew that something was hanging around down there. So what do you think about this invention, John? Contacts for kids that allow you to digitally blur stuff that they see. No. Oh wait, that was wasn't that an episode of Black Mirror? Now that I think about it, I don't know. Like where they couldn't see certain things in reality, though, mm. right? Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. That that's pretty crazy, sad. right? It's augmented. <coughs> you think dogs feel like phantom? You know how there's phantom limb, phantom yeah. nuts. Yeah, <laughs> phantom nuts. Well, well, apparently, peanut does. <laughs> so apparently, dogs have they have balls, right? But they also have this <laughs> gland that's like right at the base of the penis as well that l- looks kind of like balls. So <laughs> the first time this happened, we called the vet. His nuts grew back. Well, that's what I thought. I'm like, wait a second. What the fuck is this? It's a spare set of balls. And the, the vet lady's like laughing at us. She's like, no, those are just glands. And she's like, and, and we're like, well, what do we do? You know, he, he looks like he's uncomfortable. And the vet lady's like, it's perfectly normal. She's like, just jerk him off. Nothing and... wrong. And then she goes, if it doesn't go down in like five or ten minutes, put sugar on it. Apparently What? Not. Wouldn't he start licking it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Uh, Maybe the lick. I have no idea. But. Because he does start licking it, and that actually makes it go down. You'd think that that would keep it going, <laughs> but it doesn't. It, it, you know, it makes them all flaccid. Wow. Huh. That's interesting. The you red, heard it first here. The red rocket goes back in the hangar. Okay. <laughs> I think oh, we can, that one says it all already. He's like the Steve Irwin of, like, evil examined. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> so my number six is one called Death Party, which took us on a wild ride of <laughs> some kind of, like, meth heads 
final one of their final nights. He went out with a banger. Yeah, Death Party's on. Went out with a banger. <laughs> he's on. Uh, Death Party's on the Forty Four Days episode. Uh, I'm sorry, Forty Four Days, right? I believe so. Yes, yes. Yeah, Forty Four Days and twenty. Okay, cool. Forty Four so, Days. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of the odd news. That one's fucking crazy because. Yeah, who who? What do you want to do? Do you want to just die sadly, or you want to do fucking meth and party and listen to some quiet riot? I mean, sign me up for that second one, <laughs> right? Should we should we give it a listen? Oh yeah! All right, we have to. Let's do it. When the police arrived to investigate, they observed the appropriately named Johnson standing at his front door, naked, uh, yelling. My wife's dead. <laughs> so the words death, well, and this is, this is part A, but I think he meant, oh, yeah, no, it's part A with an E. So he, he didn't know how to spell party. <laughs> so death, P-A-R-D-E, party, God hell, were spray painted in red across <laughs> the screen door. God hell? <laughs> God, I'm not sure where that ties in. Yeah, I mean, this is a bit odd, you know? When when you call the police, usually you put some pants on. He chose not to. Okay. So the deputy, asked, <laughs> the deputy asked him why he wasn't wearing any clothes, and he replied, I need to wash this stuff off me. Then he turned around and ran back into the house. <laughs> so they saw his bare ass <laughs> running back in there. Is that worse than the front? Maybe. <laughs> On this guy, for some reason, I feel like the front's worse, but <laughs> the deputy approached him and called out, at which time he yelled, I'm in the bathtub, so you have to come here. <laughs> oh, so sounds like a trap. <laughs> right? It's a, it sounds like a trap. So then they located him in the bathtub, right, which was on the main floor of the house, and <laughs> like they uh, they said... um. While waiting for backup, he started talking and saying that um, his wife was, quote, shaken so violently that he couldn't stand to see her flop around anymore. And when they asked him why he didn't just call an ambulance for his wife initially, he stated because the last time she was taken to New Ulm Medical Center, quote, them motherfuckers revived her. And, quote, oh. God damn. <laughs> some, some amazing quotes on this one. And, quote, the motherfuckers at New Ulm made my life shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, what kind of hillbilly shit is that? This is amazing, right? So Johnson went on to inform the deputy that he had to take a bath with soap and bleach to get rid of the little white and black things that were coming from his skin. The deputy did not <laughs> notice any white or black excretions coming from his skin. Oh, God. So this might have been in his head, right? Maybe the deputy did not look hard enough. <laughs> right? Maybe the deputy needs to do a little meth. Huh? Are we thinking... Clear his head a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Get on his level, bro. Yeah. Why do you think you're not seeing this shit? Get in his mind. I think listening isn't enough for this. I think after hearing that, you guys need to go look at our website and see what this gentleman, gentleman, <laughs> looks like. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's not the best speller, right? That's one thing we learned about no. him. But like you said, you don't have to... Uh, Party's a tough word. 
Was it party or death that he fucked up? I don't know. They're both tough words. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so uh, my pick for number six is Dog Love. Oh, Bubba the Husky. And that's part of the extra evil episode titled Dog Love. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's take a take a listen. The episode about dog fucking. <laughs> hey, I didn't even tell you guys what the story was about yet. <laughs> this one's to you, buddy. <laughs> Taking one for the team. <laughs> All right. So, an Aurora man by the name of Frederick Manzarnes, who is 51, was sentenced for animal abuse for engaging in sex acts with a dog named Bubba. <laughs> he is. He's accused, this is what he's accused of, he's accused of training a dog to engage in sex acts, which that's kind of impressive in itself, no? Wouldn't you say? No, I wouldn't say. Peanut butter? I don't, they didn't mention any, I think he had naturally trained it, which is, that's why it's impressive to me. I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think you should be doing it, but I'm still impressed. That means he's able to hypnotize uh, a wild beast, you know? You should uh, schedule a meeting with him. <laughs> Maybe he can hypnotize you and train you. Well, this disturbing story began. It began. I have, I have a question. Oh, absolutely. Did, please. please. So, elaborate. did he have the baby? Uh, the, the baby. Did he have the dog from when it was a, a puppy? No. So no. Was no. it? Did he name it Bubba? I think so. Right. So he knew he was going to have sex with a dog, and he named it. Bubba. I don't know if he knew that. Well, I. You know what? You tell me. Well, I'm just curious. The whole I new think, meaning to Bubba Because I think that's... <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that it's it's open to speculation, your question, a little bit. So I think let's ask that question in a little bit because I think it'll be interesting to see what you guys say. Okay. But he's a, he... Um, the disturbing story began back in 2017 when Jeanette Eileen Solano, who was 49, filed a domestic complaint against old Freddie stating that he was trying to coax her into banging Bubba for about six months. So have you guys ever tried to convince your significant other to, you know, do something? Uh, something like that? Do, do something. Like, for like, six like months? Like I don't go think out for dinner? Bestiality? <laughs> I don't think yeah. I've tried to persuade anybody or anyone to do something for six months ever in my life. <laughs> you want to do something? No. All right. So you can tell he really wanted this then. This is special to him. (laughs) He's been training this dog for this moment. They'd be training him soon. But uh, so Freddie had... Spoiler. Freddie had turned his trailer, so I guess he had a separate trailer. Classy guy. Into a, quote, sex chamber, which had a unique bench inside with red cushioning that somehow made it easier to bang dogs. Jeanette said that after they adopted Bubba... She found a few bestiality videos that that depicted women doing the nasty with horses and dogs. So this kind of ties into your thing, John, from earlier. Although you weren't fucking it, you were involved with a horse in some ways. <laughs> Correct? Yes, I've seen a horse. <laughs> um, I'm familiar with the word horse. So if... I don't know what Jeanette looks like, right? I didn't, I didn't see a picture of her. I only saw her old Freddie. He was a creep. 
But let's say Jeanette was a very beautiful woman, and then, you know, she's banging the dog. Like, is that where the, the term lucky dog came from? Hmm. You guys think? Where do you think that came from? Where is that deri- derived from? The Baja, man. <laughs> they're, they're, who let the dogs out? That's different. Uh. Freddie did. It's more about letting the dogs in, it sounds like. But um, all right, so did the dog wear a condom though? I don't think a dog can because <laughs> they have that skin hanging down from the dick. I don't know. I I've looked really, in there pretty well. I haven't paid attention. <laughs> no, I don't think they can wear rubber suit. It's not in their nature. How would they put it on anyway? It's like you'd have to. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. serve any purpose. Oh <laughs> <laughs> He called you an idiot, essentially. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's worried about diseases, not pregnancy. Uh, I guess. Yeah. You get that dog disease. (laughs) What the dog get? (laughs) Fucking dog dick red. (laughs) Fucking parvo. (laughs) (laughs) You got rabies or some shit. Parvo. All right. So, yeah. So, she said she was looking at the videos with him. And I, so, well, no, she wasn't looking at him with him. She saw them. Like she went snooping through his laptop and saw them. So she confronted Freddie and said, "Hey, uh, you know." She confronted Freddie like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then Freddie's like, "You know, you need to have an open mind, okay?" Um, and then he proceeded to show her bestiality videos, bestiality forums, as well as providing her different literature on bestiality, whatever the fuck that means. Is there like encyclopedia of bestiality or something? Self-published. Self-published, right? It's Um, animal erotica. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to search it up. Yeah, I I don't think it's legal anyway, but... One of the worst moments in my life was we used to have off-campus lunch in high school, and my friend Monica's boyfriend, Nick, we went to his house, and he was like, oh, Katie, come in here. And he had, like, a computer room, and he was watching horse porn. And I was like, what the fuck? And you can't unsee it once you see it. It's just burned into my memory. That's no, I've seen it. Um, I remember sure clearly. <laughs> we went to this this like flea market and w- walked into like a porn section, and they had a whole section of bestiality. I was like, "Yo, this is some sick shit!" Like, I didn't, I don't think this is legal. You know what I mean? And I'll just tell you, um, I know y'all will probably speculate based on the jokes I've made that it's me. Can you guys guess, send us your email at uh, evilexamined at gmail.com and guess which member of the sickos, which you could see the sickos section at our website, www.evilexamined.com. Try to guess which member of the sickos got over a, a bestiality addiction in their past. <laughs> and uh, if we get enough emails, if we get three, maybe we'll reveal it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. We'll see. But all right. So Freddie like to spray dog hormones around the trailer to arouse Bubba. And uh, police discovered some films of Freddie and Jeanette fucking Bubba. So although Jeanette filed the complaint, she was giving up her treats still, apparently. Wouldn't you say? Mm. (laughs) It all came to a head when Freddie started sending texts to her while she was at work with, (laughs) with the picture of Bubba that said, quote, He's thinking of you with a winky face oh next to it. <laughs> Do you guys think he that like uh, he really was? And if so, how could he, Freddie have known? <laughs> Anyone? Anyone want to touch that? Not with a six foot pole. 
Katie, why don't you take that field that one for us? Do you think that there's any way Freddie could have known that the dog... I mean, I feel like this is really a question for Mike. He knows about a cat dying from separation anxiety, so... Yeah, let's bring in the expert on it. Mike, come on, you're the guest. What do you got for us? Potentially he could have been. Yeah, because you start to learn your dog's mannerisms. Well, not only that, he was, he was banging her. The dog oh. was banging her on video, so it's, true. it's very potential, you know. I you usually know. think about the one you're sleeping with. He's a star. It's scary because you don't know, like, these these dogs ain't meant to fuck humans, and now they are. So there's all these added dimensions. You know mm. what I mean? It's disturbing. Or do you think it was just the, the, the pheromones or whatever he sprayed around? Well, so maybe I, he didn't think of her at all, actually. I don't know that they said he sprayed the pheromones before he sent her this text. No, 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 no. I think to dogs get dog in, to get the dog in the mood to do it. Oh, spray. probably. So maybe he wasn't thinking of her. This motherfucker seems like he had it. He was reading literature on bestiality, all this shit. Yo, so he knew the whole game, dude. This is his shit. Do you think the dog did it do- doggy style or like... I think that's the only style they do it. You think so? Maybe he... Tra- <laughs> You'd have to break their legs to make it do something else. Maybe he taught the dog old, no, <laughs> new tricks. Tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I love these innuendo. Oh, All right. Man. All right, guys. Let's get through this. <laughs> um, so in turn, Jeanette started to become, quote, somewhat jealous of Freddie's relationship with the pup. And uh, I mean, not to choose sides here, but it was a good looking dog. I've seen the picture of the dog. And it's pretty good. At least he was a hideous dude, too. Yeah, the dog was... But that's what I'm saying. So the connection between him and the dog, you know, like she was getting, this was upsetting her, apparently. But this was, this was a good-looking dog, you know? Would you guys agree? You guys haven't seen the picture. I'll show you in a moment. But it can easily appear as if, um, oh, yeah, so she was quoted as saying this after she was given the whole jealousy statement. She said, it can easily appear as if I've taken a backseat to Bubba, she said in an email. And I was thinking more like taking a backseat to him or with him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it sounds like... Might be with him. It sounds like she's doing the nasty, you know? So she went to the cops. Freddie took off with Bubba. And... They're on the run. You know, just a man and his dog on the Bonnie road. Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> Barker, yeah. And, uh... But they eventually tracked him down, of course, because how long can you just survive having sex with a dog and no other resources, right? Probably not long. When the cops found Freddie, he would plead guilty to two counts of misdemeanor animal abuse. Fucking a dog is a misdemeanor? That's why... What the fuck is wrong with this world? Okay, dude. See, so, like, that was a later question I had, but your outrage prompts the conversation now. Please, take the floor. What do you mean, take the floor? That's my question. Like, how is that... No, I'm asking you a fucking question. That shouldn't be a misdemeanor. You should be locked up. That's <laughs> that's abuse. What do you think it's is animal the, cruelty? Like, animal cruelty, dude. That's not right. What do you think's the rehab on this? Like they're always talking about rehabilitating criminals, right? Do you just force them to have sex with women instead? <laughs> no, I don't. I think you put them to jail and let them like, have sex with his inmates. <laughs> no, I think you let the inmates have sex with him. Either way, it could be a two-way street. Yeah, I mean, he's willing to do it with a dog. He's probably with a guy banging him out. Yeah. John, what's your insight on this? On how long <laughs> yeah. people should be in jail for that? For, yeah, what do you think? I don't know. This I should think, be pretty close to like a pedophilia charge, what if, I think. How about this? Yeah. 
It's a living creature, dude. And it's vulnerable and helpless and pretty close to innocent. What if they, the person doing the nasty with the dog identifies as a dog? Because that's a big thing. Like, you're supposed to be respectful. Well, I'm going to tell that millennial to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're supposed to be respectful of, like, yeah. how a person identifies. Because they could be Cause, anything. Because they're valid. So if they're Alleged. a German shepherd and they're fucking another German shepherd... I bet their DNA says that they're not a shepherd. <laughs> Don't bring science into this. <laughs> well, that's the whole problem with it, though, isn't it? Is that people are willing to ignore science now. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah, well... So, no, you're, you're being facetious, but at the same time... What'd you call me? That's a, real, <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing, you know? Yeah, it is. There was a guy that actually identified as a goat, and he, he quit a job... Uh, sold his home and like went to the mountains and shit. And he had like, he had like fucking, what's it called, crutches or some shit? And he would like just gallop in the mountains and shit with the goats. How long before he died? Um, no, he quit. He quit being a goat because it was too tough. See, but that's the thing. He was eating grass with the herd. Either you're a fucking goat and there's no, there's no quits, okay? When you are something, motherfucker. <laughs> And that disproves the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We shouldn't even be justifying this shit and being like, oh, this is the reason why. That's how fucking crazy it is right now. You have to be like, oh, this is the reason why. When it's, it's common sense, really. I mean, I, let, I, I, I live and let live. You know, that shit's hilarious to me. Absolutely, but I know that there's only male, female, I mean, hermaphrodites Right. Out there. You're not going to convince me, but whatever. Well, the, the problem lies in when people are policing language. With these type of things, and they want you to uh, cater to someone's feeling that they're some absurd creature, and uh, it's it's not the case, you know. That's where it becomes problematic for me. If it's just a guy fucking around in the hills, I don't care. But if it's if the guy's expecting me to say, "Yeah, you're Mr. Billy Goat," then no, I, w- I wouldn't do that. You know, <laughs> I move into the mountains. That's a reality. See, I, <laughs> my compromise Mike in the mountains. My compromise would be, you know, not shifting the my my uh, vocabulary for anyone, but just calling them by their name. That's easy enough. Right, right. right. I don't have to be like Billy the fucking goat or whatever. Well, I just think hey, Billy. I think I think in most cases of these type of cases, like it's still respect. It never fucking happens anyway. It's just the thought of it. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, you you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, not call me a fucking goat, you know, or whatever, but. Honestly, how, how many times is it really going to come up if you're in the mountains just hopping away on your crutches anyway, you know? <laughs> Probably not going to come up that much. But now we're going to get to the sad part of the story, But do you guys. think the other goats recognized him as a goat? I don't think Fuck so. Fuck no. They're probably no hooving way. him and putting the antlers. So just another reality. That's why he just, gave up. <laughs> just another reality check for him that he's not a fucking goat. Whether yeah. it's goats or people telling him he's not a goat. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't shit pellets, that's for sure. And his just, eyeballs don't look like cool marbles. I can't put a quarter in a feed machine at a fucking zoo and, and give it to him, can I? You think well, he chewed you wooden fences? Can he chew through fences? No, I'm saying, do you think he did? I mean, no. goats eat everything. I don't chew think, on everything. I don't think he fucking chewed anything. He probably called them racist and shit. You guys are just fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, you fascist. Nobody understands me. You fucking fascist. <laughs> uh, All right, well... 
I'm sorry, guys. Now I got to do. I do have to bring up the sad part of the story. No, the, I like just, the, the whole thing is sad. Oh, the whole thing is just <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It's true. True, enough. but no, it gets real sad now. And um, this is why, you know, I think when we were considering adopting the dog, the woman really wanted to do her due diligence. You know, and make sure we didn't have like a sex chamber for dogs in the trailer out back or, you know, bestiality on our laptops. But the saddest part of the story is what happened to Bubba. The Akita mix would have to be euthanized because he'd become overly aggressive. According to Amy Farron, Arapahoe County uh, Deputy District Attorney said that, quote, the dog cannot safely be adopted or transferred. This dog cannot recover. This episode had it all. It had laughs, cries, Bestiality. <laughs> is that a lot is of illegal shit too, right? Yeah. Is that the standard of what it all <laughs> constitutes? Uh, had a lot of death. I think just people, you know... Really feel for the dog. I'm just sad the dog died. They had to put the dog down. Because it's yeah. not his fault, you know? It's never the animal's fault. You know, all dogs go to heaven, so it's okay. Oh, that's true. That's right. Isn't there a sequel? All dogs go to heaven <laughs> again. Yeah, all dogs go to hell. <laughs> so they die scary. <laughs> all right. Well, my number six is... Um, it's, it's from a piece that Gene did on our episode, The Crippler which was about, uh, you know, that one had the Chris, uh, Chris Benoit story. But we had a, uh odd news piece that Gene did where he was talking about DNA evidence potentially pointing to the identity of Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And um, uh, Daddy Bass was on this episode, and he had a, um, a rather interesting theory about the Ripper being an unsatisfied customer. So, from the fragments of the victim and the suspect's mitochondrial DNA, which was passed down solely from one's mother, researchers were able to com- uh, compare uh, that the samples taken were from the living descendants of uh, Edels and Kosminski. So, Aaron, so, it was Aaron. Aaron and the victim's DNA was found on that. How, but how on did the, they know that he the, didn't just pay that person shawl. for sex? Now that that's what I was thinking. Maybe he was just a a, a customer, but it just it didn't add up. I guess. Yeah. Do you think? So that's why I'm like, how can you be skeptical? Hold on, of this? we might have a theory here. <laughs> All right, I want to hear this. I I just want to just, just food for thoughts. Um, <laughs> for thoughts. Um, <laughs> do you think that what led to all this murders could have been like? He was an unsatisfied customer. I got to pay him. He wanted his money back, and they were like, "Nah, you already did the you 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 already did the do. You did the deed." And so then, like, he just be like, "Nah, I want my money back." I was like, like, like he was just like stewing on it for hold like up, three days. <laughs> like, yo, that nut sucked. Do you do you guys know? Like, do you do they pay prostitutes at the beginning or at the end? Usually in the beginning. Probably at the beginning. Right? Do you know from experience or? I would assume. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I'm just saying. This is all I've heard. Well, it depends how savvy the girl is, I guess. Mm. If she's given out about, you know, 10 blowjobs and not made a nickel, then she might start asking for the payment up front. You yeah. Know? yeah. But you your, never know. your trust may be breached at that point, you know? 
I you feel never like know. That was you should have to years. do a deposit <laughs> until they do a deposit. We'll give you oh, a deposit. I got but, that. But, but do you think there's any traction to my to my theory? Uh, <laughs> or it, probably it could not. Stand. I'm just curious if um, you know your takes. Well, I think um, is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? Probably not. I was looking for likely. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. I think yes. Anything's possible, Daddy. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> so um, let's dive a little bit deeper into uh, Aaron. <laughs> He's used to that. So Aaron was an insane Polish Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is uh, really well written. <laughs> yeah. Who was admitted to Conley Hatch Lunatic Asylum. In 1891. Th- that's great. Ba- why don't you just call it the fucking loony bin, right? <laughs> hey, take them to the loony bin. Like, they literally call it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's like no respect for the people in there. They're not sugarcoating it at yeah. all. So, Aaron immigrated to England in the 18, uh, 1880s and worked as a hairdresser. In Whitechapel. That, so maybe that's... That leads credence to the gay man theory, uh, Brian. Right on the nose. Wow, he's, he's actually coming up with a few theories on this. Although some reports were, were um, pegging him as a barber. <laughs> 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 that, was, that wasn't intentional. I swear. Well, what do you think? You think it's... That was a mind-blowing speculation. Like, I mean, how have they not thought of this before? For sure. This should just hire Bass as a freaking investigator. Right. He's, he, he knows so much about prostitutes, too. Dude, he has, <laughs> he has all the credentials. Yeah. He's got a punch Checked card. off. Um, so next up, going into the world of the fictional, uh, my number five was Factor Fable, The Breakdown. Ooh, so good. This was so fun to record this. And watch people channel their inner monster. <laughs> this is going to be a treat for the, the folks that uh, haven't listened to season one uh, because it was an exclu- It was kind of, now it was exclusive to only season one because we don't do that segment anymore. But it's yeah, so it, good. It was a great one though. When we started the show, we wanted we had a what we called factor fable, right? And we would come up with stories and act them out, and then it was up to our listeners to decide whether they thought it was based off some truth or complete bullshit, complete, complete bullshit. And, um, yeah, I thought these were super fun to do and you can, th- there's still five episodes of it available at, uh, www.evilexamine.com or wherever you get your shit. But, do yourself a favor and check it out, but let's check out a little snippet right now. What kind of sick thing are you? What kind of her rant of madness was cut short as she spied something that couldn't be possible. Just a few more yards over the hill, she could see a trail of smoke. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's fire, there's heat. Where there's heat, there's life. Her jaw would have dropped if it wasn't busy being blue and chattering. I'm sorry, God. I love you, God. You're so amazing. I can't believe I just didn't trust in you. Donna quickly picked herself up off the ground, slipping a bit before gaining her balance and heading full speed over the hill. She could now see it. Through the old single-family house's window, she spied the glow of orangey flames flickering in the dim afternoon light. A sigh of immeasurable relief escaped her as she pressed on, full speed ahead. 
She made her way up the slippery stone steps without fail before scuttling up to the white door. A lion's mouth held the knocker, which she unflinchingly clenched, banging it about ten times in a desperately aggressive manner. She heard nothing behind the door, waiting mere seconds before pounding on it, this time with both fists. Hello? I need help! She shouted. Any sort of calm evaporated. After the second set, she could hear what she thought were footsteps on the other side of the door. She continued to bang on the door, this time a bit more gently, not wanting to frighten the occupant. She knew this individual on the other side of the door was likely her last lifeline. Hello? Please open up my truck. I... I've broken down a few miles back. I think I'm frostbit. I can't feel my hands or toes. The door on the lock turned, which for her money was the best, most priceless moment of her life, until she saw what was on the other side. When the door came fully ajar, she found a large man standing before her. Not just large, but soaring. In fact, this was by far the largest man that she'd ever seen in her life. He was so tall that it bordered on unnatural in her mind. For reasons she couldn't explain, it frightened her. His hands could easily cover her face, which measured up to his abdomen if the pair were to stand side by side. His pupils seemed quite large, but they were shrouded by overgrown bushy eyebrows, and even further because they sunk into his skull at an unusual depth. His massive beak-like nose hovered over a long reddish-brown mustache that was the thickness of a cigar, his greasy hair slithering down out of his winter cap. The mustache man stood without reaction. Now faced with this strange new dynamic, Donna began to stammer, her words exiting her mouth to the same beat of her shivers. My, my truck, it broke down. Thank God you're here. Otherwise, otherwise... She said in a voice trailing off. Come in. The mustache man said in a slurred voice that reeked of mental retardation. She really had no choice but to step inside. She could either be with the mustache man or freeze to death. An easy choice, although the thought that there are some things worse than death momentarily crossed her mind. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> wow. Just riveting I, maybe, at, maybe at some point we can fucking uh, rekindle and do a couple more of these. Not to factor Fable, I think, but we did one homegrown horror, so I think we could maybe do more at some yeah. point. They're just very time-consuming. And that's not something we have a ton yeah, of. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we got some sponsors. We can you know, <laughs> yes. put our our energy and all our time into this. Yeah, just send us some money so we can quit <laughs> our day jobs, guys. Yeah, come on. Come on, guy. Uh, so my uh, number five pick is the Father Day episode. Uh, it's in the very beginning when they spill, uh, spin the wheel and we find out uh, basis extreme anger issues <laughs> yo his dark past yeah we we dive into that and uh yeah let's just listen to it i'm sure we can trigger you well why don't you tell them about an old incident of rage then i've seen how those. about that time they stole your cigarettes and bottle of crown royal oh about that? that was a good one <laughs> all right so <laughs> yeah back many 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 years ago, uh, we were we were doing a show for PSS, 
And uh, it was like a birthday bash for me and my friend Ryan. And uh, so I had bought a bottle of Crown Royal and uh, a brand new pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and um, He acts like it's like a $400 antique or something. But just brought a brand new pack of cigarettes. You know what I mean? So Vintage. I, I, I don't know what the hell was going on. I don't know if we put them down somewhere or what happened. But they went missing. And that escalated very quickly. And it caused all sorts of drama. Uh, so I'm walking around asking every single person that I see... If they took my cigarettes and my, my liquor, so I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I, I seem insane because I'm just going crazy, just rambling up. Just every single person I see is like, do you take my shit? And whatever. So I'm like, oh, fucking, I'm so angry because I can't find it. I, I'm getting madder and madder. Were you drunk? Yeah, probably. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking barely, like, barely. I'm barely coherent. Yeah. The sober person gets mad about that. That's important. Well, the, the great part was that when we showed up, we were like, oh, yeah, like, the neighbors really liked us. We were like, yeah, we're going to do a little concert and stuff. And they're like, oh, that's all. You guys are really nice. Like, no fights or anything, though, right? We were like, no, no, like, never. Oh, no, we're gonna be and, like, we were like, behavior. buddy, buddy. And then <laughs> they were so fucking, they were, like, yelling at us, too, like, you fucking say <laughs> like you really <laughs> and he's like raging like hitting the cars and then there was like some some altercation where we almost got fucking shot, shot. yeah and then yeah. and then there was a separate one I'm oh, sorry I missed this with uh me too Dayron crashed the car on the way home on the way home uh, yeah it was it was a hell of a night but that was you an are- epic uh rage cause I was raging yeah. for like hours <laughs> yeah. I was just like out of my all mind all night dude well, the craziest part, though, was that years later, I would tell him. I didn't want him to kill the kid at the time, but when I went back home, that weird time. kid, Eric, um, that I was living with, he had picked up this uh, vagrant. He was, like, riding the rails or something, and uh, I, I don't know, he's from Canada or something, but he was drinking from the fucking bottle when I went home, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, they, they were joking about it. They didn't know it was his bottle. And so I flipped the fuck out. I didn't even have a voice. My, like, voice was going, and I'm fucking yelling at him, like, in a mouse kind of tone. And then I told him to get the fuck out, and, like, I threw him out of the house at, like, four in the morning and shit. So, so that's was the Canadian. So, you know, it all went around. It's, it's, it's a nice <laughs> ending to the story. Moral of the story, don't fuck with his liquor. Yo. Don't fuck with the man's liquor. And cigarettes. All right. That's maybe, good. maybe it's the cigarettes, not the liquor that you were worried about. Well, you know what? I know why I was so mad. It's because we went for a walk for those cigarettes after, after we played. Shirtless. Cause, cause we're, uh, so we like all sweaty and we're like walking to like the store. It was far. I was tired and fucked up. I was like, I need the cigarettes. So then I went and got them. Sweat and then that happened. It was like a brand new pack. I think I had like one or two. And then they were gone. And then I was in a rage. Yo. But that's the old me. I'm much Sweat better now. I've, I've dealt with That's why you saw him. He was struggling to find an incident of rage. Me, I'm still beefing with fucking sandwiches. Someone did, needs to get that man some relaxing lavender facial masks. <laughs> <laughs> that was a scary night, you know? Yeah. Darren crashed his car that night, too. I remember, I think I remember vividly, vividly I was trying to calm him down and shit. I, I don't really go to you guys' parties, and I think that was one of the few that I went to. And then I didn't go afterwards. <laughs> it's understandable. He <laughs> fucking wigged out. But it's like, yo. But that's okay. That's why we love him. Yeah. That he could he could kill a man over a pack of cigarettes. I love it. Um, and going into my number five, I'm going to um, I'm selecting uh, from our second episode, uh, "Night at the Lizzie Borden House." Um, we Katie did a segment for the Forbidden Five, "Deadly Games," 
and there was a whole bunch of cool, a whole gamut of cool different deadly games. Like I think you had the Aztec ball game in there where if they um, missed bopping the ball in the air, like they fucking cut their head off. Um, oh my God. We had all the gladiator stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Dwarfs with meat cleavers. Oh yeah. And then a little more of a modern piece uh, that will let you listen to right here. They drank this weird corn, uh, like, so people would chew up corn kernels. I actually, I, I actually know up. this for some reason. I'm so they impressed. would chew up like corn kernels and it has to be in women's mouth because our saliva is different than men's. So they'd chew up these corn kernels and spit them out and let them ferment and then until it's alcoholic and then drink that. So you oh, always sure. have the drunk guy like, bitch, go chew me some corn. <laughs> and recently, someone tried to like recreate this in some kind of beer, and it poisoned a bunch of people. So there's been deaths related to this like corn spit liquor lately. Too. You, if you really want to get fucked yeah. up, dude, you have the bitch stick her tampon in like some <laughs> 151, and then let that simmer for a little bit, right? <laughs> and then like a few hours later, you have her do the fucking spit take. He makes me do this every Thursday. Yeah. That's sick. Only when she's on her period, though. <laughs> so our next deadly game is one that I think everyone is familiar with, but I don't think everyone has tried playing, and it's Russian roulette. Oh, I've been oh, dying yeah, to play, a, dude. Yeah. Dying to play. So this is a game, for those that are not familiar, where a bullet is put into a chamber of a gun, and participants take turns pointing the gun at themselves and pulling the trigger. So picture one of those like swing out style guns and a cylinder spinning. And my question when I was a first, revolver, a revolver. My question when I was first looking this up is like, why is this called Russian roulette? Like, why isn't it just whatever? And I get the roulette, right? But, but were is, you is like, there why is it Russian? I no, I, I never, I never questioned it. I just figured that they were bored they originated. Over there. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> like, just one of the things they do. Yeah, just after, like, two bottles of vodka, you know, he's like, well, we already wrestled the bear, so now, <laughs> right? Meanwhile in Russia. Do you have the reason why, or are you just like... I do have the reason why. Oh, cool, why. I'm sorry, I cut you off. So, the reason is, there's Apologies. not a real reason. It's that someone coined it as that in a short story in 1937. This writer named, his name is actually George's, with an S at the end, Cervez. So that's where that name comes from. So this was actually not a real thing until this guy wrote about it? I think the game was real, but I don't think there was... Because I, I feel like that's something that people would just come up with when they're... So what did they just yeah. call it roulette before? That could be very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you feel like gambling tonight? Yeah. Like, with your life. Yeah, right? Like, how much are you gambling? So... <laughs> So if you're actually shooting, like aiming towards another person, that variant is called Russian poker. So if we were playing and I it was shooting the gun at you, that would be Russian poker. So would that hold up in court? Oh, that isn't that the one that happened well, recently with the fucking cops? Yeah, there's um, a police officer named Caitlin Alex was shot by another officer, Nathaniel. Hendren is his name. Did you hear about this? And this no. Is in this St. is fucking Louis. nuts, dude. It's crazy. So there were three cops, right? Two of them were on duty, but for some reason, they're supposed to be like the beat officers, like patrolling. This is late at night. 
So he, um, so these two cops were at this, at one of their apartments, like when they're supposed to be on duty, just hanging out in the apartment. And they called this girl and she's young. She was like 24. She's a veteran or whatever. And she's married and stuff. And they're like, hey, girl, come over. Like, we're hanging out or something. Come on, bitch, we're going to shoot guns. <laughs> so she shows up, and it's like 1 in the morning, They're and she's off duty. And uh, they start playing Russian poker, and she gets shot. And it was just two of them playing. And the other guy supposedly was like, uh, you guys shouldn't be doing this. Like, this is stupid. We're cops. Don't do this. <laughs> and they said that there was no alcohol involved or anything like that. That's insane. So the lady cop dies. And while she's at the hospital, the guy that shot her, the other cop, Nathaniel, he was seen outside. Like, he just bashed his head straight into, like, an SUV and smashed, like, the back windshield and fucked up his whole head, like, feeling bad probably for what he's done, I'm assuming. But it's crazy. Like, that whole situation is crazy. I love it. The, The one guy's like, come on, you shouldn't do this. We're cops. And then the other dude's like... Man, we're just fucking people. Like we're just regular people. We yeah, can fucking do this too. You know, regular like, people do. This is like what normal getting, people do. He was getting paid while he was doing that. Damn. Like you're supposed That's to dope. be to protect and serve, right? Like yeah. it's well, crazy to he me. He served her a hop. He served her a fucking plate of lead. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's been some other. What did he shoot her? The head. I I think it was in the chest, but I'm not sure. Oh. I don't know for sure. Did, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but there's been some other weird Russian roulette deaths too. There was a magician that would go on stage and he would choose, he had like a whole pile of bullets and some of them were real bullets and some were like fake dummy bullets and he would choose from those and he actually shot himself and died on stage. I don't know why I'm laughing. When was this? It was, I don't know when, in the sixties maybe. Oh, really? There's also... An MMA fighter, J.P. Cole, J.P. J.P. That uh, died apparently by um, that. And my question is, would you guys consider death by Russian roulette suicide? Yeah. No. Because it has to be intentional. What do you think is going to happen, though, when you... One in six odds. One in eight in some guns, right? I mean... Depends uh, how long they're playing the game. So then would you consider uh, death by Russian poker accidental? Would it be manslaughter or would it be murder? That's We're going to have to listen to that fucking court case. What's the charges in that? There's a lot of court cases about it. I think that... Gene, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's freaking... That's murder. The, 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 and and the reason why I say um, how long are they playing the game? Because the the that in, the odds <laughs> the odds increase. Like so, it's like yeah, it's each suicide. time. Each time. <laughs> like so why it's not? not suicide if you're the first person to aim it at your head, but it is suicide if you've seen five other people go and you do it. Yeah. Well, where are you aiming it to though? Right? Is it always at the head? And how many bullets does this chamber? <laughs> It's, when does it become suicide and when is it accidental? Yeah, it's very delicate. It's accidental suicide. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. Why would you do it? I don't I get agreed. it. I mean, I get it. Like, if you're depressed, maybe you just do it and you're just like... Because you don't care? I think it's like an adrenaline rush for people. You guys want to oh, do it? Russian roulette. 
Yeah. Not it's, so Russian after all. Right? <laughs> it's American as apple pie, apparently. Um, my number four is identical horror, that episode. Because you guys know how you always, when you have a twin like Eddie on the show, I feel like twins always kind of get asked the same questions. Like, oh, can you read each other's mind? Can you communicate like telepathically? And things like that. But we got to ask some some real questions that people always want to know about twins, like the following. You and your brother, even before your tattoos or any of that stuff, like when we were younger and there was less of that, I feel like I never got you guys confused. Like it was always, even though you look very similar, something about you was always very obvious that you were Eddie and Roland was Roland. Like, I feel like a lot of other twins get fucking annoyed because people always confuse them. But I feel like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like you didn't have that problem. Is that fair to say? No, I definitely had that problem. I, I remember... Fuck. <laughs> the whole show's premise. What's fucked up is, like, you're walking in the grocery store and you got somebody who's, like, looking at you weird. And you're like, did I fucking steal from this person when I was younger? Did I steal their remote control or something? And then... <laughs> Do I know like, your daughter? <laughs> yeah. They're, like, looking at you awkward, and then they're like, hey, uh, are you rolling? I haven't seen you in a while. Did you grow a beard? I'm like, oh, no, man. That's, that's my, you know, Roland's my brother. So um, we definitely got confused a lot, even though we... Well, he gave me HIV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's <laughs> like, who you thought your brother? That when we had that threesome, he knocked up my... We're going to find that motherfucker. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, uh, I always got confused. Oh, well, p- other people are going to confused. Sexually, 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 I was getting confused by it. <laughs> That's what growing up around Brian will do to you. Yeah. So you heard of Twincest? Twincest? No. Mm. You can't bring that up yet because that's a future question. All right. Yeah. All right. Hold up. You know what? We may as well get it out the bag now then because we're going to be talking about the Cray brothers, the infamous London mobsters and club owners tonight. And part of the rumor with the Cray brothers was that they stuck their peepees in each other. Did you and your brother ever do that? That was supposed. This was supposed to be like my grand finale oh, question. Shit. I didn't. I didn't. Son I of didn't. A bitch. I didn't. I didn't. Talking about just starting off with a bang. Fucking, you're lucky. I'm fully erect right now, but it's <laughs> completely started off with a bang. All did right. you? Did you and your brother ever? The answer. In? The answer is no. Are there any you, twins that like when they're in the womb actually fuck each other? Um, <laughs> my, like my balls, you mean? I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, there was a napkin in between the two of us, so there was no penetration. But well, let me ask you this: You ever like measured your dicks against each other's? Uh, no, but the doctor always came in and told me he's a like, oh, You are far more advanced than your brother. <laughs> I was wondering both what he mentally meant. and physically. Yeah. I had this kid in my high school and junior high and stuff. One of my Good friends. What fucking kid? Back in the day. <laughs> who he told everyone, and I believe it's true because he was fucking gigantic, that he ate his twin in the womb. <laughs> I no believe that way. shit. I believe that shit. He ate his ass. What up, Justin Coward? He disappeared from everything. He his last his name's twin. Coward? Uh, yeah, he played football. Well, maybe he was a triplet and his fucking triplet ate him. Like, how did his brother run away when he was the coward? Oh, they're both cowards, I guess. He ate his brother in the womb. Oh, so his brother's oh, in his belly. 
Yeah. In my belly. I feel like that was, that's a 90s kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kids out there probably wouldn't understand. You knew we had to go there. Yeah. We had nowhere else to go with it. I'm sad I wasn't a part of this episode. You know, I missed out on some good shit. Yeah, that's true. But you got you were able to come on the other ones with Eddie, so. Yeah. And but, plus I can relive it by just listening it. Listening to it on the website. But the story of the fucking twins, that one was crazy. Mm. We did uh two stories. Go figure, right? For the for the identical horror part. One was the Cray Brothers, which that was crazy. Um, there's that great movie Legend with um, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Phenomenal performance where he plays the twins, and he just does so good. So we covered like some of the real-life stuff from the Cray Brothers, and then these two insane uh, Swedish, ladies. Swedish ladies that were like running around on the freeway and ended up killing like one of them died and then the other killed this guy. They were just absolutely bananas though. Yeah, so. didn't they turn crazy by being in the same proximity of each other for some reason? That's what it seemed like cuz they seemed normal until they met up. Then they start bugging out. So yeah, twin power unite. <laughs> but that one's uh that one's cool. So what? That was your four. That was your number 4. What do you got, G? And for my number 4 is uh, the somewhat recent Evil Epstein episode, um, that one was a really good one. It was just unnerving to see how how these elite, elitists, I guess, think they're they untouchable. Yeah, let's hear more about this little fuck boy. Let's see how he got touched. Um, but she's the one that would procure people. And then there's... Prince Andrew. And you guys saw that earlier today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to give the audience a little key in, um, me and Katie watched the full interview, I think like, what, a couple weeks ago? And then when we met up before the show, we were eating, you know, Mike was eating his noodles, and um, the rest of us were watching the interview. I feel like we got through most of it. Mm-hmm. Just a, a few brilliant parts in that, though, really. But yeah. Do you guys think that he looked guilty? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, fucking day he was lying. The, yeah. way, the way he was blinking to like certain answers. You could His tell nervous that he laughter. Was, yeah, he laughed. He, he was looked, stuttering. He looked down like four times in a row on one answer that he gave. Just like, I'm talking like, looked down for like two seconds, then up, then down for two seconds. It was I just like the it weirdest thing. Says, As it were. <laughs> <laughs> but. Probably, like, the thing that sounded the most ridiculous was maybe the sweating thing. That was nuts, dude. Yeah. Um, Do we want to play that? If you want to. If I want. I mean, (laughs) you don't want to hear this? Play that. Play it. What about the rest of you guys? Let's get it. Can I hear a cheer? (laughs) If we want to hear it. All right. You asked for it. (laughs) Here's Prince Andrew. Explaining uh, sweating while he's dancing with some fucking girl that he raped uh, that was underage. I have no recollection of ever meeting or or being in the company or the presence. So you're absolutely sure that you're at home on the 10th of March? She was very specific about that night. She described dancing with you and you profusely sweating... (laughs) And that she went on to have bath, there's a, there's possibly. A, there's a slight problem with 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 with, with the sweating um, because uh, I, I 
have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat, um, or I didn't sweat at the time, and that was... Oh, was she? Yes. I didn't sweat at the time because I um, ha had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at, uh, and I simply... It, it, was, it, was, it was almost impossible for me to, to, to sweat. And it's only because I have done a number of things in the recent past that I'm starting to be able to do that again. So I'm afraid to say that, 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 that there's a medical condition that says that I didn't do it, so therefore... Is it possible that you met Virginia Roberts? The fuck, dude! <laughs> really, one of the things he did that taught him to sweat again was dancing. And then <laughs> <laughs> I, think the, I think you probably said it best, though, um, before we started this episode, Sarita said... I can't believe he said that. I think that was the word. <laughs> so, Katie, good job putting that episode together. It was a recent content, too. Um, you know, that one was kind of on the fly. There's a bunch of other podcasts about Epstein. Uh, but it's. Um, I was glad we were able to cover it. Especially that interview with uh, Prince Andrew. Was yes. awesome. <laughs> Classic. It's amazing. Yeah. Sweaty. <laughs> Straight sweaty bastard, dude. Um, all right, for my number four, uh, we're going to go back to Scaricon, day two. So we had a real good experience there. It was super fun. Um, but on day two, we were obviously, whenever we do these things, we have people come up and spin the wheel, and we put random topics on the wheel for them to talk about, or they might win a prize. Hmm. Um, one gentleman, though, came back to us a second time after he'd already given us a story. And he was—he gave us a pretty good story initially, but he came back and gave us another story about this guy that I think he must have been tripping on some crazy shit uh, or something because he didn't he shit his pants and then he got arrested, right? He got arrested. Uh, he was like wigging out and saying people were coming for him and yeah, me, me and Dayron until they did come for him. Ran into him. We saw him running around, just crazed out and shit. Was the shit falling out of his pants when I he didn't, was running? I, I only heard about that second hand. I didn't see the shit. I wish I did, though. <laughs> well, I got one brewing. I can show you after if you like. Yes. <laughs> but either way, let's give a listen to this, uh, this man tell this uh, unbelievable story from the second day of Scaragon 2. All right, my, name, my name's Aaron. Um, from, oh, my uh, name's Aaron, too, dude. Oh, right on. I smell like a girl with an E. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good conversation starter. But um, I, live in, I live in Durham, Durham, New Hampshire. Um, and uh, all my friends call me Chelly um, or the Chelster. Uh, <laughs> um, and, um, but no, I, I've got a, uh, so I've got a Jason mask on and a, um, and a fake machete that I made out of cardboard and tinfoil. And I walked out of one room into this room, right, or the room next door. And this guy was on his phone and saw me. And literally lost his bowels. And started running backwards. And was like, oh my god, no, no, no. And I thought he was just joking. So I lifted up my machete like I was going to kill him. And that was a big mistake. Because he ran around the whole place freaking oh, out. Like we heard him freaking out. Ran outside. That just, was him? And just got arrested. Wait, wait, wait. wait this was the guy who and was talking he, about and Jesus. He told, talking and he this. told them that there was a crazy guy with a mask. And a and big metal machete that was gonna. Yes, that was me. That was me. I literally made, made a guy have a psychotic break with a fake machete 
in a, in a plastic yeah, Jason mask. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even that scary. Oh, he totally was on something. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm so mad that the police took him away because I wanted to get a little like, something. What do you something, think he you know? was on? <laughs> like, maybe a half of what he took? <laughs> Dude, so, like, he was he was talking about God and everything, too, right? Was he really? Like, oh, I didn't hear that. Jesus is my Savior. Man, he was, he was, yeah, he was on some crazy acid or... I was the one, yeah, no. I Damn, really, dude, I, I felt, I felt kind of bad at first, but then, I'm, but then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm at a horror fest. Um, come on. He was freaking you know? out the way. Let's yeah, he was going to lose it anyway. But. <laughs> he was going to lose it at some point. <laughs> but I pushed him over the edge. The he said him, the FBI push. was after him. So go, the FBI wearing their Jason mask. <laughs> Man, I've never been called God, but I'll take it. <laughs> take it when you can get it. Right? <laughs> Pure madness, pure madness. Just what we yeah. thought, you know. God was telling him stuff, man. Yo, God is right. God was speaking to that man that day. Maybe. That's why you know you gotta come to Terracon because <laughs> we're gonna top that. <laughs> right. Cherry on top. You think did God tell him to go there? <laughs> Probably. God Bunch controls of dem- everything. Demonic-looking people walking around. It's like in the Deadly Games, right? God made that game, you know. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> well. I don't know if God was in my number three pick. Like, yeah. I know a lot of the shit we talk about, it's like we kind of laugh and make jokes about, but my number three is 44 Days, the evil entry. Ooh. That shit was sick. No. JP took us on this very vivid ride, reliving this poor woman's uh, experience. Suffering her hell. The, the, yeah. the show was stomach turning, and let's get into one of the more icky parts now. So, at the beginning of December, Feruda attempted to call the police, and however, however, um, while she was trying, she was discovered by Hiroshi, one of the guys, um, before she can say anything. So when the police called back, Mayano informed them that it was a mistake, and as a punishment to her, they doused her legs and feet in lighter fluid and set them on fire. What the fuck? In the fucking house? In the house. Um, how did they control the... F- These people are insane. They must have done that before if they know how to control the fire. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> These are criminals. Yeah. yeah. To the highest degree. Um, yeah. They also pushed a large bottle into her anus, uh, causing severe bleeding. Um, and she reportedly went in- She reportedly went into convulsions... So and so during their trial, they stated that uh, she uh, they thought that she was faking it, that she was just trying to like get get out of it, like she was doing the convulsions, uh, yeah. like playing possum, so they can be like, oh, back off or whatever. Yeah. Um. So because they thought she was faking it, they set her on fire again, and um, she ended up surviving the injuries, and then at that point they continued to rape and torture her. Um. Furuda was reported to have asked her cap- captors to, on multiple occasions, to kill her and get it over with, but they refused. Instead, they forced her to sleep outside on the balcony, and it was winter time around this time. And they also locked her in, in, in a freezer. Um, one of the cap, uh, one of the kidnappers, uh, told the court that her hands and legs were so badly damaged that it took her over an hour to drag herself down the stairs to use the washroom. 
nauseating. Dude, I told you I didn't want to do this shit. <laughs> didn't I? I said, yo. He felt weird when he had the story the whole day. He was like, yo, yeah. I don't know. This don't is know evil examined. I have to do it. It's my duty, but that I don't want to. stuck with us. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, no doubt, one of our most hardcore episodes ever. Maybe the most hardcore. Yeah, guys. Um, if you're faint, if, it's not for the faint of heart. Just say that. <laughs> but challenge yourself. Um, so for my number three, and one of my personal favorites, is the horrorcore murders. Because uh, in that moment, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, and I'm pretty sure uh, Katie was too, unless she knew, uh, by Aaron's rap song. <laughs> Yo, I had to lay the... You know, the, the thing that sucked, though, was that like I was performing it way better and um because the show when we do it it's live i wasn't gonna redo it you know what i mean fuck it we're doing it live but but you can hear i'm rapping off off the beat unfortunately because i couldn't with the way we rigged up the sound i couldn't fucking hear the beat in my headset so what i did instead was i put together a version of it that you can really hear how the fuck it's supposed to sound and in all of its wickedness in my tribute to horrorcore but I'll still play our reaction afterward so that uh, you can hear that too. Let's check it out. Yeah. It's that violence, satanic illness. Now them voices from before, they seem to resurface. I ain't gassed myself on accident, this shit's on purpose. Deep enough to stitch, seizure till you twitch. This is tales from the crypt, bloodshed for the eclipse. Have another shroom of Vike, fluid on my knife. I just finished stabbing Mary, banged a nail into Christ. Must have failed in my life, or maybe it was perfect. As a kid, I put kitty in the washer, minus the detergent. Put the maggots in the virgin, Viagra and perversion. I'm coming for your meat, not like a faggot, like a surgeon. Penis in my jar, needle in my car I'm evil like Jafar, brain feeble and bizarre Got some demons in my head, but I'm a gentleman in bed now Decapitate and rape a bitch, but on a higher thread count Veg out like the cannibals, ripping off your mandibles Stand outside your window, that's how you know that I'm a fan of you Take time when I damage you, record before I strangle you Come barrel in your asshole, squeeze the trigger in the handle too Satanic math. It ain't hard to find an address, LSD up on my tongue, the motherfucking mouth of madness. Bitch. Straight filth. Yo. Yo. <laughs> gotta, gotta put that band back together. Yo. Oh, man, that was a blast from the past for me. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm hoping that we'll have some other uh, random, spontaneous musical performances hopefully uh, in the upcoming season, because those are fun. And I feel like we don't do them often, so we don't play them out. Yeah, It's, it's a, just like a great surprise for people, you know? It's, it's cool. Awesome. But uh, for my number three, um, I'm also going to go back to the Factor Fable, the story of the donor. And there is a great fight scene. Dayron did some excellent voice work on this as the uh Some of maniac. the best I ever heard. Yeah. He, he had to have had practice. Like, in real life. <laughs> he, he tapped into some craziness. Some dark yeah. shit, dude. I was scared. And then Katie did a great job uh, voicing uh, the part of the lady, the pregnant uh, I want you guys woman. to know he actually strangled me <laughs> when we were... <laughs> He's a meth head actor. This. He's a meth actor. Let's check it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
some of this meth acting. She grabbed her cell off the coffee table on the outskirts of the kitchen and answered. Hello? Hi, may I please speak with Emily Ralden, please? A male voice inquired with a hint of suppressed tension shining through. This is she. May I ask who's calling? It's Gavin Marks from Plainfield Woman's. Ms. Ralden, can I ask you to have a seat for a moment, please? Why? Is something wrong? What's this about, Mr. Marks? Well, I have some news for you. Just please let me know when you're seated. Emily moseyed over to the love seat and slumped down in it, heart fluttering, almost afraid to tell him she was ready for the news. One thing was certain. It couldn't be good. Mr. Marks, I don't mean to be out of line, but you're scaring me. What is going on? I'm sorry. It's not my intent to scare you. But something's happened. Something that we have to make sure you're aware of. Now, normally we don't divulge any information about the donor, but we've been made aware of a situation. What? What situation? Your donor, a man named Samuel Clovis, appears to be dangerously unstable. The Westchester County Police Force just found bodies of his entire family. Everyone except him, that is. Now, they believe... They believe he had something to do with it. Mr. Mark's disturbing news was followed by a moment of silence. Emily was quite speechless, although she had so many questions. Miss Rolden, are you still there? Yeah, that... it's... that's so horrible, but... But what does that have to do with me? He doesn't know who I am, does he? Oh, our offices were ransacked and vandalized last night. And your files have... they vanished. You gave me the seed of a psychopath? He had no prior history of mental illness. Zero. It's, it's like he just snapped. And they don't even know it was him for certain. This, this all is just precautionary, really. His family is dead and he's missing? You call that precautionary? You can save the sugarcoating. The fact is you wouldn't be telling me all this unless I was in grave, grave danger. He wants to kill me. Now we don't know that. And don't worry, police are on their way to you right now. You'll be safe soon. I just called you so you would know, in case you notice anything strange. At that moment, Emily couldn't move. Not only was she paralyzed with fear, but another presence had revealed itself. Her puzzling daydream, now understood and manifested as reality's disturbed equivalent, standing tall and firm behind her, with its dark hand clamped over her tight mouth, suppressing a panicked breathing pattern. She felt a sharp, bulky metal blade pressed against her spine, cutting it carelessly, as if there would be no threats, only a destiny that even a psychic couldn't have foreseen. Tell them everything's fine, he whispered to her, adjusting his grip on the knife. She hesitated, as if pondering the repercussions of her options. Fucking tell you again, bitch. She didn't know what came over her next, but something told her not to be quiet. She needed to tell Mr. Marks, even if it cost her. She had a feeling it would be costing her either way. He's here! Help! It's here! He stuck the blade inside her with ease, grinding the unforgiving steel on her lower spine. She dropped to her knees in front of him, releasing the phone, along with a horrified squeal. She'd wrapped her arms over her stomach in an attempt to shield their baby. The phone screen spiderwebbed upon landing, 
before Samuel stomped it out for an additional good measure with an animalistic aggressiveness. Daddy's home. I bet you've been thinking a lot about me. He said, waving the knife around like an absolute fucking maniac. His actions could only be described as unhinged. They had little relevance, a meaning his own twisted mind couldn't even gauge. Am I everything you hope for? He screamed, stabbing the love seat, leaving long streams of white stuffing pouring out. Please, please, I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. You wanted to let it continue. You wanted it to go on forever, didn't you? Didn't you? She was baffled. Trying to figure out what a madman wants can never be approached with confidence. Let what? No, no, I didn't. I swear I didn't. Please. The master don't want us here anymore. We're needed elsewhere. There's a great war upon us, and we've been called down. I received the messages yesterday. He told me to bring everyone, even the small ones, even you. He decided on a last-minute substitution, picking up the massive two-handed power drill from near the kitchen table. He must have set it down there when he'd broken in. The drill was the length of her forearm, with enough girth to fill her eye socket, although she prayed it wouldn't. But he doesn't even exist yet! He does to me, he said, smiling, while revving up the drill like a gearhead would his favorite muscle car. He's not even grown yet! He can grow in hell! Also some great sound effects, right? So I patched in some fucking drills and great stab sounds and uh i uh, this stuff makes me want to do another one of these kind of things. if you close your eyes it's like it's like a movie yeah i was telling people go just get high as fuck <laughs> listen to this episode with your eyes closed in the dark and uh it, it's pretty immersive and we got we had some cool music too like yeah a, it was really awesome stuff riveting like, riveting episode yeah i think we'll get back there sometime guys if you really want to uh to hear something like this, like uh, another horror piece, maybe I'll work on one. Um, you know, send us your feedback if if you like it. We can make it happen. Uh, my number two was Deuce. one of the Forbidden Five uh, killer songs, just because I really enjoyed putting this one together. Um, and you know, like fuck you, Metallica. Yeah, some bloody hits here, right? Fuck your Napster. Let's check it. Moving on to our next one. This guy is a real fucking piece of work right here. His name is Richard Paul White. He's one of Colorado's most notorious serial killers. Beep, beep, Richie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or you can just call him Dick White, I guess. (laughs) His sister called him RP. Um, RP, Like R urine, kind of? (laughs) What? RP? Yeah, like that. So he confessed to killing six people. Um, one of them was this lady, <laughs> Miss Cardoza. She was a cosmetology student that he decided to kill when he saw her because he had a tattoo of a woman that kind of resembled her. Mm-hmm. It's logical. Yeah, that's yeah. when you should definitely kill someone. And he killed a, a few other people, and they're all prostitutes, except for he killed one guy who was his former roommate, Jason Reichard. And his, he, not only was he a roommate, this guy like stuck his neck out for him and got him jobs and stuff too. And so he says that one day he was cleaning a gun and they, they were sitting there cleaning their guns together and he accidentally like fired and lo and behold, his friend got a hole in his head 
Mm-hmm. So he says it was accidental. And that's kind of what, like led to him being caught. But the songs that go with this, <laughs> um, he's been dubbed as Denver's Lincoln Park Strangler because his confession from jail says that he would listen to Lincoln Park before and while he was killing. No way. Did he have like earbuds or something? I don't, he, it was before earbuds. Oh, cool. Lincoln Park? Lincoln Park. In the end, it doesn't really matter what you're listening to. That's oh, all. shit. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's not the only killing has he become Lincoln Park either. Has he become so numb yeah. at this point? <laughs> <laughs> so this guy is a six-foot-tall redhead with a bunch of, like, insane tattoos. One arm, he's got, like, America, America's outline. Not America. I'm sorry. The United States outline with the Confederate flag inside it. And he told everyone that he knew what he was doing. I actually watched a documentary about him where his sister was talking about how he just told everybody what he was doing all the time. And he was like, oh, yeah, but he lied about everything, so no one believed him. Like, he probably confessed I don't know how many times. And no one ever turned him in. No one ever went to the police. Nothing. Because they just thought it was full of shit. I never... Oh, I killed someone? Like... (laughs) No. Yeah. Because he probably... He told them that... He was listening to Lincoln Park. They're like, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. They're like, you're not really killing people to Lincoln Park, are you? His sister's <laughs> name that told everyone about this, her name is Danielle, but it's spelled D-A-N-Y-A-L-L. So I really enjoyed that too. Um, and then when he was a kid, he had an ACDC record and someone told him like, hey, oh, that's the devil's music. So he smashed that. But apparently when he grew up, <laughs> Lincoln Park was cool. So which one of the... Do you remember all of them that we went through? I know we had, like, the Stan guy who was the Eminem fan. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, Oh, the Linkin Park Strangler, right? Yep. (laughs) And then there was the I Don't Like Mondays girl. Oh, jeez. That music video was amazing. And um, Metallica and the, um, the guy who was playing rap next to another guy in a gas station parking lot. Blew him away. Yeah, you don't fuck with rap. That one was like... <laughs> it's a rap. It was like Will Dilla. <laughs> That's a rap, dude. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like an artist not worth mentioning, right? It's like, yeah. There's <laughs> too many Lil's. Lil. He's a little Lil, shit. Lil. Yo, you little shit. Come here. Yo. You know what's not little, though? My number two pick. Yo. And the love that these women had for these monsters. <laughs> you can find this in the In Love With A Monster episode. And these fucking women, dude. These, no, these are fucking bitches. These ones. Yo, you ever wonder, like, yo, what's what she see in him? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's 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 listen to this. Oh, well, actually, this. But we should preface that these are the clips uh, of us judging some <laughs> pictures of these women who are obsessed with murderers, such as Dylan Roof, uh, Boston Bomber. Who else are some of them? We're the real monsters here. Yeah, we're Ted the real Bundy. monsters. Ted Bundy. Yeah. We're the real fucking monsters, and you're going to find out why. Ugh, gross. So, how would you describe <laughs> these girls? They look like thoughts. They look like the, <laughs> like the suicide girls. Remember those girls that do the dancing? Yeah. Kind of like the suicide exactly. girls. Yeah. They look like skanks. Strippers. They want to be suicide girls. There, that one is Brandy, serial killer nation Facebook group admin. Oh, oh here you hot. go, Brandon. She's smoking hot. She's in. <laughs> <laughs> this one, 
This is more what I would have thought. <laughs> yes, this is what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. when I was picturing LGBT people obsessed. Alcoholics? LG, yeah. This is Allison. She's the same as Brandy. Yeah, she's more of a middle-aged. Uh, she's got a few packing on the pounds there. She's a LDB, LGBTQ-aholic. Is that what her yeah. shirt said? And well, she has the she has a nice fade. That looks exactly <laughs> like my mother in the seventies. <laughs> Holy shit! Is that her? What the? F- All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so so would you hit it? No. <laughs> Yo. This is the craziest oh, one, shit. I think. This is Veronica Compton. She wasn't on the list, but she was obsessed with one of the Hillside Stranglers, um, and. I didn't write this, so I don't know these people. But he actually convinced her to try to murder somebody in their style to make the cops, like, throw them off their tracks. And he gave her a vial of his semen to put on the woman because he's a non-secretor, and so they wouldn't be able to match the blood type to him from the semen. So he was like, all right, I'll give you my semen. They can't pin it to me anyways. Sort of thing. Just like pre DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she did end up attacking a girl, but she couldn't kill her. And at, and so after that, he broke up with her, <laughs> and he went on to marry somebody else. So Damn. then this so girl. So did she go into jail for trying to kill the girl? Um. Yes. And while she's there, Brendan's mom's lookalike was seduced by a different serial killer. This time it was Douglas Clark, who was responsible for the Sunset Strip slayings. <laughs> and then after he realized that um, he was in jail with his ex, uh, Carol Bundy, who is a man, um, set out to seduce her with love letters too and drew Valentine's pictures of beheaded women because that's, you know, cute. I don't give a fuck though. We can talk shit about these bitches. Right. They're fucking in love with killers, bringing their fucking little babies to the fucking uh, jailhouse while they have a fucking phone conversation. You know, this is ridiculous. You know, the babies, do you think the babies are saying like, daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Not Damn. for long if they are. Yo. You, know? you know what I'm saying? On that death row. But speaking of uh, disturbing, uh, my number two is going to be the disturbing video game that you covered, uh, ironically, on Woman's Day, I believe it was. Uh, the name of the video game. That wasn't on purpose. It, <laughs> it was Rape Day. And it was very controversial because uh, what? In the game, all you did was rape women. That was the goal, right? Yeah, it, it was like. No uh, a, a zombie apocalypse game. with a little rape in it. Well, let's yeah. check it out. It's just a slippery slope, though. You know, if you ban one game where you're killing women and that's all you're doing, mm-hmm. um, what? then there's other games where you can kill women but you don't have to. Is that is that the next step then? You know, we going. We want equal kills. It's feminism. <laughs> well, look at the majority of games you kill. Men, we can help you with that. Right. In, in the majority of games, they're you're killing men. Yeah. For the most part, and there's no outrage. The, yeah, there's no outrage. No one gives a shit when the guy dies. Men are evil. Is this how we're celebrating Women's Day right now? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This, yeah, there's an improper. It's not fair, here. ladies. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, for some reason. <laughs> the justification that that got those games removed didn't initially uh, apply to Rape Day. 
because it was going through the processes of, of getting checked off or whatever. And they didn't ban it right off the bat, you know, seeing a game called Rape Day. Uh, they just, <laughs> the only time that it, that, that it uh, was kind of put into the motion to remove it was yesterday when a petition uh, that received more than uh, 3,000 signatures that was put out, that's when they, <laughs> they actually, like, oh, shit. Well... Oh, 3,000. Oh, boy. 3,000 people pissed off. Justin, that's all relative, one right? day. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, they could have misconstrued it, though. They could have been thinking, oh, rape day. Maybe this is a game where women get together to shed light on, you know, horrific acts done to women on a certain day, you know? And, like, it, they, they, you know, in the game, you try to catch the rapist. You think it would be called that? Uh. <laughs> like, that's what you think that day would be called? Maybe Strong Woman Day or something would, be, would have been better. They glorifying. Well, that's where I go back to marketing, right? I mean, yeah. uh, uh, when it's all said and done, Steam is a business. They're trying to make exactly. money. You have to attract consumers. And in the case of the... <laughs> uh, and, that's and, who they're aiming for. Yeah, and, and what, what you're looking at is it's, it's, it's all risk. For example, going back to GTA. GTA had no schools, no children, no school buses in a large city that but, obviously but then you should have, have had from the same company exactly that was controversial as hell right right yeah. the school shooting right but that. it still made it to market it still sold copies right they made money from it so then, well they also blew it out of uh, proportion because in that game there was no guns or anything like that but they associated it with the school shootings that wait what what game bully oh bully that was a great game that was an awesome game but it was, they, it was controversial because all the stuff that was happening at that time with the shootings the yeah, but it had nothing, like you said, it, it had, had nothing, nothing to do, do with, with it, that. But that's what media, it even had a teen rating. Media that, sure. that never plays the game, they will take it just because of how it appears. Yeah. And, and with the world. focus on bullying now, oh man, that'd oh, be yeah, a real yeah. bug up someone's ass if that well, came out today. Well, going to come out pretty soon. I'm excited. No way. Isn't it a girl I heard? Is uh, it a girl that's a bully in this one? I hope so. That'd be <laughs> that'd cool, be right? Dope, right? There's also the advent of social media as well. Where let's go, you know going back to the GTA uh, three example, this was many many years before Facebook, and it was just not as Amazing. powerful to to speak out, right? So yeah, yeah, things don't don't pick up I, as much traction. I don't even know. I mean, was even MySpace around at that time? Maybe I think it was, uh, but it was. but social media wasn't anything the beast that it is today. You right. know, you think they still give give access to the beta on this or? <laughs> do I think? don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's it's dead. It might be dead. Yeah, it might be all done. Yeah, yeah. We also covered that video game hatred, which was like just oh, you're on a shooting spree. Like it's not like GTA shooting spree. It's like oh, the intent of the game is a shooting spree. Yeah, it's literally just no storyline. You're just killing people yeah. because you're fucking depressed. See, I love fucked up video games like that. Though, I just love like fucked up stuff. Like it's. Nobody, I, I think, I don't think anybody like really. That's their only motivation behind a crime. You know well, what I mean? When I got obsessed with those Lego games on Nintendo Wii, right? I wanted to smash stuff all the time, so that's why I can't play anything. <laughs> more and that's why I have a that. scar on my eyebrow. <laughs> Turn a child game into that. Well, in that same episode, though, we have um, uh, two other games that were pretty controversial too, like the. Killing Africans with AIDS and mm. uh, the school shooting game. Yes. Yeah. So 
And we also had some great insight from uh, John the Aviator on this episode. Oh, yeah. He which was, was nice. Yeah, expert. And his sultry voice. Right? Yeah, he had the great voice. We got to get him back on. I tried to get him back on a few weeks ago. I know. But he's just busy. He's busy. He's got kids. But he wants to come back on. We know you guys are fucking dying for John the Aviator. You just want to throw fuck him, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, right yeah. here, <laughs> right here. No, I'm, I would use a bowling pin, though. Oh. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, well, now we're on my number one. Can I get a drum oh. roll? My number one is our very first episode, House on Headley Ave. Where it all began. It's all been downhill from there. I... I really liked uh, JP letting us in to his um, experiences and t- taking us through those terrifying moments. First-hand accounts are always my favorite. Hearing it straight You guys should know that. Mental illness is a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, I, I don't tell everyone this story, but I literally told everyone. Or, no, not really, just one. Whoever listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you had you know, not, this is you, very private. You had never told me the story until years after I knew you. I, I didn't. Like. I didn't even tell my mom until like six years after it happened. Yeah, just slipped out. Well, because you were questioning your own sanity, right? Yeah, I didn't want people to. You know, I was already weird. I didn't want them to think I was fucking psychotic too. Yeah. So, but now you're more comfortable letting them know you're psychotic. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. No, no but. uh He's not psychotic, folks. And go back and listen to our launch episode because uh, I think it's, number one, it's worth a listen. It's the only episode where we don't have, like, our professional mic set up yet. It still sounds fine, but... Yeah, it's still good. But just beware of that. It might not quite sound like this does, but um, the content I thought was uh, fabulous and just really um, going over each detail of that time you spent in that house there's so much disturbing shit dude yeah you guys you guys interviewed the shit out of me yeah i, I tried to press you on every topic yeah. you know what i mean to make sure that that yeah it's an aggressive interview for anyone who <laughs> listens because we were really trying to catch him in a lie almost or you know just traumatize you know? me yeah. yeah more not not catch you in a lie but you know what i mean like i, I know i want people when i went to it with the intent like it was I a cross-examination yeah right? i want people to hear the questions they would want to ask you know what I mean? So we were not buddy buddy on this, and we—I uh, think it made for good a good piece. You know, check it out. So these are two incidents where you've <coughs> two incidents where you've uh, lost control of your body. And how did you feel after this? I mean, how, like, what are you thinking when you're like, I was completely not in control. Two times now, and I'm having violent outbursts. What what comes to mind? Uh, I, I don't feel like I was in a state of... I actually didn't even give it any thought. It was weird. It was weird. I wasn't thinking straight at that point anymore. You're sleep-deprived. Crazier shit's happening than your outbursts. The out, Your outbursts are the least of your problems... Although you're not controlling yourself, at least you're the aggressor in these situations. Yeah. The other situations, you're being antagonized, right? Yep. And what would be the next one? I, I was feeling like uh, I was lashing out. Maybe I was lashing out because all this shit was happening. Um, but the next major event 
is um the the mosquitoes. <laughs> Nobody likes those. I hate mosquitoes. And we're not talking about one or two. Uh, we're talking about. Well, let me just get to it. Like, so uh, one of those main uh, sleep-deprived nights. Uh, again, I'm trying to force myself to sleep because my body earns for it. And uh, you know, I have I turn off the lights for once. Um, and I try to close my eyes. And I feel like I slept for maybe a couple of minutes. I couldn't really tell. And I start hearing noises like fluttering. I'm like, what the fuck? I, um, it's waking me up, and I the, the the room is dark, and I start looking up, and it's pitch black. There's no light, but I it, I could almost see like the roof, the ceiling move, and I'm freaking out again. I'm like, uh, it's just. This, this thing's fucking with me again. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know. What color is the ceiling normally? Um, Excuse me. It's white, normally. And what color is it right now? It's just, everything was like dark. Like pitch black. So there's something terribly wrong. Yeah, there. It looks uh, like a bottomless pit. Usually, you know, you. When, when the room's dark, it, you can still see that it's white, obviously. Right, like, like where... Now, it's not like bright white, but you can tell that it's a lighter shade. Um, We're doing this podcast in the dark, and we probably should have said this at the beginning, but <laughs> we recommend you listen to this in, in the, the dark. dark by yourself. But uh, <laughs> I see that that. Or at movement. least you think you're by yourself. Exactly. But yeah, like you said, right now we're looking at a white ceiling in the yeah. dark. But that's you know it could be because there's some source of yeah. light. But even if you look. In the corner where there's really no light, you can still see. Overall, it's white. It's white, right? Yeah. Overall, and your eyes. It, uh, a lot of it depends they on catch, your eyes adjusting to the darkness. To the right? dark, yeah. And I'm catching movement, or what I think is movement, and I'm hearing fluttering. So I turn on the light, and I look up, and I see a vo- uh, like a, a ceiling full of like 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 mosquitoes everywhere. Just all over the fucking ceiling. What the fuck? Mosquitoes. <laughs> and give us a number. Just an, I know it's hard to estimate because these things are small, but if there's that many, I mean, are we talking thousands? Probably, yep. And not only in my room. I run out of my room, and I see the ceilings covered in the living room and in the, the dining room. And I wake up my mom and sister. I'm like... Ah, uh, what the fuck is going on? And then like, everyone wakes up, and everyone's freaking out. My mom's like, just freaking out, disgusted. My sister's traumatized, like she doesn't like insects, so she was like crying. Um, and there's mosquitoes everywhere. We're like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I checked all the windows. Uh, they're all closed. Even if they were open, this is thousands of mosquitoes, yeah. right? Thousands, guys. I want you guys listening to really let this set in. I mean, picture 50 mosquitoes. That looks crazy. You're talking about hundreds or thousands of mosquitoes. Yeah. Enough to cover a ceiling and, like, I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck is, because there's so many, you can't, like, single them out, so you're, what the fuck is that? It looks like one thing, like, just moving. Is there any holes in the house that would 
I checked the walls because I was thinking maybe, um, because maybe there was eggs in the walls. Maybe there was a hole in there. They finally hashed, came out. I don't know. Maybe they were incubating in there for, I don't know. I, well, I, I, I thought a lot. Mosquitoes, like, they, they're like damp. They like, they, they need like a standing, puddle of water. Standing what? water yeah. is what they lay their eggs in. And so it's like, I don't think they normally like would gravitate towards ceilings like off the rip. Like they would go, they would stay lower. They'd right? be on people. You didn't find I'm any people. I didn't find any on me. No mosquito bites? No mosquito bites. None of your family mosquito bites? No. Was there a buzzing? Like you heard the fluttering. No, like, yeah, like, like movement. Alright, and then me and my sister, uh, we got shoes and we started killing them. And that was, they were filled with blood, dude. So the whole ceiling is now, now has blood. speckled with blood and it's with dripping. Blood, yes. Obviously other people's blood, because you don't have... I don't know who the fuck they were. They, we, they didn't bite us. There was no windows open, no holes in the walls. No way there could be that many fucking mosquitoes out of thin air. And it just made it even creepier that, uh, that and there's no way blood just there's no way all three of you are hallucinating. There's no way in hell. They seen that. That was one of them. Remember how I said ninety percent of the time it was me. That was one of the moments where they witnesses aside from the the animals disappearing. And I want to bring up a good point here. Okay. Your room, the door was closed, mm-hmm. so mosquitoes filled the top of your room. Then in a completely cut off separate area of the house, mosquitoes fill the top. Yep. So even if, let's use the in the wall theory, somehow there's a fucking puddle in the wall. It doesn't explain how they got through the door still. I don't know how you fucking dealt with that shit. It's crazy. Yeah. But. I really think that the mind represses certain things that are too traumatic makes it almost dreamlike you know you think back and you're like yo did that really happen is this real life um it's fucking crazy i also want to use this as an opportunity to call out to any of our listeners that have had kind of similar style of experiences or strange things that have happened to them to reach out to us and tell their stories too yeah we would love to hear that yeah we uh we have some options to work in like audio too so like you know we can I feel like we can get an interview with somebody pretty easily. And uh, you can either hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or at our Gmail, right? EvilExamine at gmail.com. Yeah, no matter the distance, we can like video chat you, get you on. And Aaron won't be as aggressive when he interviews you. <laughs> yeah, that's just because he'll of take it easy. But uh, yeah, even if you don't want to do video chat, if you just want audio, if you're not comfortable with video, that's fine too. We don't even, I mean, we almost never do video. I mean, we are a podcast. <laughs> Pulled. <laughs> so, uh, it's my turn. Yee! For my number one pick, I chose the Illuminati. <gasps> the Illuminati episode. Yeah. Illuminati. Just, I just felt like it was stock full of like great moments and hilarious shit. It was. It, it was one of the better received uh, episodes to listen-wise. A lot of people enjoyed listening to it. Yeah. Um, they're out there. I feel like they are, but you be you be the guest. We've we've been contacted by them, so <laughs> that's, that's right. true. We have been contacted by them. Um, you know, but we have integrity. This do whole we? show's about integrity. <laughs> we do and oh. dignity. <laughs> that's, 
We're not going to sell out. Mm-mm. When he kept asking me if we wanted, I just said, do you have $5 that I can have? <laughs> you know, that'll get him to run the other way, you know? That's true. Got 50 cent for a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> And he also found they were not really uh, receptive to his own ideas and whatnot. So uh, he oh, set fuck out. What he know? He can't afford that shit. <laughs> he couldn't afford. It. Um, but he set out to create his own group in 1976, um, which he wanted to be have it focused on anti-religion, self-knowledge, self-improvement, uh, social reform, and free thought. Um, and that group being the Illuminati. Which was actually uh, originally called the Covenant of Perfectibility, but was quickly changed because how fucking dumb it sounded. <laughs> uh, although at the time, although at the time, the group was only at a modest four members, mostly uh, students of Weishaupt, because he was a professor. Um, if it's only four people, does it even fucking count? Well, it started off that way. Um, it took a couple of years, and it grew to like 12 members, and then we'll get into that. Um, but a major factor in their expansion being the recruitment of an in- infantry captain of the Bavarian army and fellow uh, Freemason, uh, Adolf Nig. Oh, you got me for a oh, second. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> Adolf Hitler? <laughs> Well, it's because well, this is old, right? So it's like the name Adolf was acceptable back then. Yeah. It's like <laughs> this after, is before his time, yeah. It's like Hitler ruined that name and that little mustache. Right? <laughs> that was so fashionable. You can't do it anymore. Well, you could do it as a joke for like a half hour, and then you have to shave the rest off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just see that. You know? You ever do that? I did that. Yeah, I did that once. Yeah, it's yeah. funny, right? Yeah. I just want to see what it looked like. <laughs> like, like, how did anybody think that this was going to be a thing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is a good fashion statement. Let me shave this little... It's an elevated right? soul patch, essentially. Okay, and that, so that's great selections at number one, the House on Headley Ave, the Illuminati. And here comes my number one selection. May I have a drum roll, please? Going with uh, Dark Knight in Aurora. Oh! Which this was the episode we did covering uh, James Holmes in great detail. It was um, probably the deepest dive we ever did, I feel like. Uh, yeah, Ronix, Ronix from the Breakdown Podcast was on this episode. Rapazine! Yeah, he, shout out to he Ronnie. He told his hero stories, right? He did. <laughs> his stories of saving women. Oh, man. This guy's a, a freaking hero. hero, dude. He's my hero. Absolutely. But let's give a... Let's give a Quick snippet from A Dark Night in Aurora. So over the next few days, Holmes would travel around to various stores looking for different bomb-making materials. He was unable to find ammonium nitrate that was required for his plan, but he sprinkled some, um, like, inadequate white calcium ammonium nitrate powder around the room anyway just to scare off first responders who might see it. So... He couldn't find, he was looking up and researching online all these different ways to make bombs, and you could use, like, household stuff that you could find at fucking Walmart and different products. It's just people don't usually think of these products in that respect. Because they're not maniacs. But, 
you know, the internet it, can tell you how to build a bomb. He doesn't want to get caught, but he's planning to get caught. Like, why booby trap your apartment? Because you think you're going to get found out and they're going to go to your apartment. I guess that's just he wanted more to kills. add more, more capital. More kills. They more go kills to his apartment. He knew that once he gets caught, if he gets caught, there's this uh, opportunity to get even more kills once the cops go in there to investigate, which they will, and they set off these bombs, and then they'll add to his, his uh, capital. Yeah, he already conceded it was like a 99% chance he would be killed or, or, caught. Yeah. or caught. Okay. So he wasn't, he wasn't trying not to get caught. If he was going to do that, he probably would have went the serial killer route and killed slowly, but that wouldn't satisfy what he was trying to do. It wouldn't let him gain enough capital quickly, mm-hmm. you know, where, whereas it, it was too slow and less yeah, risky. Yeah, he's greedy. Right? So the booby traps in his apartment took about two to three days to construct, all of which he stayed in the apartment during. So it smelled of, like, gasoline and all these fucking bombs that he'd built were in his living room, and he was sleeping in there. And you, they, he, they asked him, how'd you feel sleeping around stuff? He was basically like, yeah. Nothing. Life is over. I don't give a damn. And he, he sprayed, like, uh, aerosol, like a heavy aerosol, so that the other apartments wouldn't be suspicious. Yeah. Um, and then he played loud music in the apartment before leaving for the movie theater in hopes that the neighbors would get annoyed and call the police or the superintendent um, would come in himself and hit the trip wires. So he put a CD in that was 25 minutes blank. So this was around the era when you still burn CDs and stuff, I feel like. Yeah. So he put the first 25 minutes blank. And then after, like, and left, and then after yeah. 25 minutes, boom, it's hitting mad loud. Right, I mean, he would be far enough away. He would be far enough, exactly. The second trigger he created was, uh, was a bit more creative. It was a boom box with a remote control toy tank that he left outside in the parking lot near a dumpster. So he played loud music again on the boom box, and... He was hoping to attract attention and that someone would see the toy and try to operate the remote controller. But the remote controller was not linked to the toy. It was linked to a detonator in the apartment. And they would have unknowingly uh, blown it up. So, But some dude ended up stealing the boom box <laughs> and nobody touched the toy. <laughs> yeah, I just love the level of detail that we hit with this one, though. I mean, it almost like pulled you into the environment and like, I don't know. I had chills when I was listening to the details. I was like, like when we were in the movie theater, you know, like when we're in the movie theater and we're outside in the car with him before he goes in. And even, even some of the lead up and backstory of this episode where it's Mm -hmm. talking about his evolution into mental illness kind of. Yeah. You can, you can feel the the emotion confliction within. Uh, Yeah. It was, it was almost a way to humanize someone that's like does something so monstrous. Um, can't completely understand why he did it. Zeros but, and ones, right? You know, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, dude. And I think you notice there's kind of a a trend. I think um, with a lot of these that are well received, it's you know ones that we read books on usually. Um, or have like personal experience mm-hmm. on. I feel like those are always end up being fucking awesome episodes. But yeah, this one definitely worth a worth another listen. Go back and check it out if you haven't. Um, in the book too, 
the book's on the Instagram. I forget the name. Oh, no, it's called A Dark Knight in Aurora. Yeah. yeah. That's actually the name of the book. Pick Go it up. It has a, bu- a bunch of uh, pictures, doesn't it? It has some pretty creepy pictures in it, too. Yeah. yeah. Some ones that weren't really uh, accessible online. Um, but just the detail in it. It's a phenomenal read. It's just one that you blow right through. But I mean, everyone's heard the story, but this is like a this lot is, of stuff I never even yeah. knew about. And then I thought it was cool, too. You covered some of the conspiracy elements of this, too, at the end, remember? Yeah, and we uh, cross-examined that stuff, too. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of some of crazy it, stuff. It's that. really hard to, like, prove any of the conspiracy stuff. Some of it you can disprove. There's um, still an element of mystery. Like, but yeah, there's definitely some yeah, mystery. Yeah, you you're stuff. not 100% sure. No. No, it's really... It's fucking insane. That whole one was insane. But uh, what else, guys? I think we're done, right? That was it. That's yeah. our top that was 30. Our top 10 favorites. Yeah, so right 10 there. from each, 30 total moments, all jam-packed into one luscious episode for you. Yeah. So luscious. If you guys want, you can, uh, you know, on our on our Facebook page, just post up your favorites. That'd and, be cool to know. Yeah, post up your favorites. That would be cool. And I think um, it's... it's uh, uh, we're not going to announce on the show what the most listened to episode of the year was, but you will see uh, at the trophy ceremony at the end of this month, um, we'll give an award for that segment and someone who contributed to it. So look for that. We didn't, we kind of held that back on this one because we want it to be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we have uh, a lot of stuff uh, in the works and it's going to be you know, stock full month or so. Yeah, it really is. And I'm looking forward to Terracon again, too. I just like interacting with people. It's, it's going to uh, be bigger than it was notes. before. Uh, and the last one was amazing. This one's, gonna, I believe, is going to be, it's going to top it. Absolutely. Anything else, Katie, to say for this year in review? It's been so fun. And what a ride. Yeah. I Dude. thank both of you guys uh, tremendously. Um, we are pillars None of we can't do the show without each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's just awesome. It's been the really unholy fun. Holy Trinity. Yes, yeah, holy Trinity. Yeah, dude. The Triforce, dude. We've created something special, and, and we've, we've been, been consistent. consistent. <laughs> we really have. We've uh, been consistent, and just, like uh, in the past, we've tried done uh, projects before, um, especially me and Aaron, um, and you know. It's falling, falling apart. But this is the one <laughs> thing in our lives that are it's pretty consistent. Yeah. consistent. I mean, yeah. we've done what? We've done music for a while, yeah. And then uh, uh, we had all different ideas. Like we wanted to make a video game, all stuff. Yeah. But this is something that this is good because we get to spend time together too, and like consistently. And then we always end up pulling in our our uh, other guests that are all of our friends, and they're just fucking cool people. Yeah, and this. That's like what it's any about. other day, it's like we're just talking, we're conversating about weird ass shit. About you know, this is what interests us, though. I yeah. love the weird, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite stuff. So, and we appreciate you guys that um, enjoy the weird with us. Yes, uh, thank you for all the tremendous amount of listens, the support, and um, anyone who purchased the books too. That's all. That's awesome, and uh, we look forward to another great year. And hopefully we see you at the birthday party. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Until next time.
Shit.